Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Whistle. I get a drink. Wet my whistle. He's wet oh. his whistle. <laughs> All right, going on mute. Start, start this shit up. Let's go. Cool. Recording. Yes. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. Hi, I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey guys. We got Chris on the show too. What's up? And our good friend. Anthony. Que pasa, mi amigos? Si. Yes. Don Tierra <laughs> del Fuego. <laughs> this is episode 22, sponsorship. I always say Tierra del Fuego, Don Corleone, and one guy said to me, dude, you know Don Corleone is Italian, not Spanish. And I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so good together. Yeah, I know it does. It just kind of flows, right? All right. Uh, how's everyone's week been? Good. Busy. Good. Busy? Yeah. Eh, it's good. Busy means the week goes by quick and it's time to go flying again. Yeah. When it's not raining. Yeah. Oh, last weekend sucked with that. The whole week. We had a hell week of rain. Mm-hmm. All right, Kevin, start us off here. All right, man. My, my week was pretty busy. Got a chance to mess around with that 47-inch special project that i'm kind of working on uh, but i've been like calling it the special project and i've been talking to the guys from the community cast and they're like oh you got any you got any can you lead us into like what you're doing or, or anything and i almost sent them a picture today but i was so involved with work and i got off the, like the group chat i was talking to dan Sponholtz mm-hmm. a little bit because i told him i was working on my uh the middle stick too, the the ugly stick the dollar tree version of the ugly stick which is coming out awesome, yep. dude. I It's the second time I'm building the wing, so I kind of layered the tape in and all that stuff. And then I got these big vinyl sheets from Amazon. They're like like 18 by 3 foot, you know, 18 by 36 inches. So I got white and black and cut out the crosses and all that and just push, pushed it onto the wing in like one shot. Like peeled the back off and just like used a ruler and just layered it right over the wing. It was pretty cool. Came out good. Yeah, so I've been working nice. on that. I had the the special project ready to go, ready to maiden. And then we had like a week of rain and wasn't sure whether I was even going to fly on Saturday. Cause it was still raining Saturday morning when I got up and this thing is got no, there's no waterproofing on it at all. So it's just white Dollar Tree foam. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to bring it out to a soggy field. That would suck, man. But, um, I had a, or I had an Arduino that I built a little light kit around like last year or something like that. Got some LEDs from Superbright and like kind of custom made a little light program. You know, it has the beacons and the strobes and all that stuff for an airplane. So I, I got that in the middle stick. That should that should look pretty good. It's kind of weird though. It's kind of scale lighting for a non-scale plane. Should be kind of strange. <laughs> I had a good time uh, flying though. We did, I did go out flying on Saturday. Met up with Anthony and with you, Steve, and I wrote in the show notes that it's uh, it was a weekend of firsts, man. I got to fly Mike's gasser for the first time. I flew a gas plane, which was pretty crazy. Nice. Is, it, is it gas or nitro? It's nitro, right? Yeah. Okay. Just quick. It, and that was a Hobby King version of the ugly stick. Like uh, He said it was really super cheap. He wanted to go for like the cheapest build he could do back in the day, so he put this thing together. 
and man, that thing was so fast. It slowed down nice, but man, it was quick. It it's big, fast and loud and <laughs> quick, which I wasn't I wasn't too like, nice. I don't know. I kind of like the the foamies. Maybe if I fly a few more times, I'll I'll be used to it or something, you know, if I build my own, I'll be be used to it. Cuz landing that's got to be he, he was like, yeah, landing, you got to be, like, right on. And then right. Steve let me fly his 700. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> that was the first time I flew anything larger than a than a 380. Because I don't think I even, I never tried your 550 or anything like that. Because I was terrible no. back then when you had that. But, yeah, Chris, it was cool, man. I, I took off with it. I went back and forth a few times. Did, like, a, did a stall turn and then flipped it upside down a few times and then landed it whole different feel right like it, it just the presence in the air feels so much floatier and bigger yeah you know i i was i wasn't nervous about flying it i was more nervous that it was steve's and not mine you know um but it was i, I really couldn't take note of every little aspect of it but it definitely was floatier and uh i noticed i needed a lot more you know collective on it because i'm, I'm thinking you know i i have the same pitch i mean steve we got like 12 right uh, twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. That's what I run on the oxy, but the oxy's mm-hmm. so small, and that thing's so huge. It's, there's probably is a little bit of difference, you know. Yeah, and the head speeds on the oxys are a lot bigger than on seven hundred. So. Oh, true. Yeah. But it was really cool. It was. It was cool. I really wasn't. I wasn't nervous at all, other than the fact that you know it wasn't mine. And I was. So <laughs> flew it a little bit, landed it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." <laughs> yeah. Did you do a whole a whole pack? No. Yeah, he was really nervous then. <laughs> no, I did not. No, to be honest, I wasn't. I just did, um, I don't know, what I, I'd do a minute? Maybe uh, a minute half? Yeah, like a minute, minute and a half. I mean, if, to be fair, um, I flew it first for like a minute and I landed. I was like, all right, Kevin, here you go. <laughs> Give it a shot. Yeah. So, you know, you know, I mean, we have the, the UI sensor on there, so it's like it would have told us when the battery was dead. But um, camera-wise, yeah, I think he probably did about a minute and a half. Yeah, and it wasn't even like I had a second thought about, oh, wow, this is, you know, a giant, you know, helicopter, giant scale helicopter. You know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean? That means you're ready for a 700. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Word. But then I flew another first for me. It was flying the Sequoia on 4S because I didn't have any 3S batteries with me uh, that were not xt60 or that were xt60 i had all deans on my 3s and i forgot my little converter and i was like well screw it i'm gonna try 4s on the sequoia it's the sequoia that you sold me steve so mm-hmm. yeah i took that up on 4s and i loved it it was freaking cool as hell nice that thing was hovering it, it had some pretty good like punch to it so i think i'm gonna wind up doing something with 4s and the sequoias man yeah, just make sure that the uh, – because the, that's an aftermarket ESC, so make sure on the E-Flight one that it can handle that before you pop into 4S. Yeah. And uh, the only other thing I was doing was new stuff on the OxySport. Like I did a loop and a pirouette at the top of the loop. <laughs> screwed it up a few times. But the first time I did it, I did it perfect, and on, like the next couple times I screwed it up, and I don't know why you wrote poop <laughs> on the show notes, but uh, – I was loving it, man. I had a great time, dude. I must have flown that sport like six to eight times. I just kept flying it and flying it. Freaking having so much fun with that thing. It's ridiculous. Nice. Yeah, man. 
You're killing it, man. And that's what my week's been, man. It's it's funny that you did that pure up on uh, the top of the loop because, you know, we we had one of our friends who's a pro pilot or you know very, I guess you know he's a sponsor pilot. He's very good. Um, he moved away recently, but um, I, I actually asked him to do that same move, and he was like, he took a minute to think about it. He's like, okay, I think I I think I could do this, and but then he never did it. He like, he's like nah, <laughs> and you and you know. You who've been flying helis more seriously in like the last maybe six months is already trying it, you know. So you really are killing it out there, man. I'm just looking for new stuff to try, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it was cool. Just trying awesome. to think up stuff and like how I'm gonna run run it through in my tiny brain before I try it, <laughs> you know. Because I still can't comprehend half of the stuff I see done. Shit, I can't comprehend half the stuff you do now. Oh no, dude! <laughs> no. Don't say that, man. That's crazy. No, seriously, like when you do like the, because you do like a combination loops these days too, like where you're like, I don't know, like I guess you're, you come out of it inverted and then you kind of power up and come back out, like almost like a figure, uh, like a figure eight, eight loop. It's, I don't know, it's just like, I don't know, I would crash it by then. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not too difficult. You know, I've been moving the collective like neutral and then just flipping it back over. Right. When, when I come up around inverted and yeah i'm coming back towards like it's like a half cuban eight or whatever they call that i don't even know i, I gotta learn all these terms because i started reading off helping the guys with their pattern flying and i was reading off all like the the um set maneuvers yeah okay. the maneuvers yeah and their names and uh yeah it was it was pretty wild nice like what i thought was a cuban eight is not a cuban eight <laughs> and the reverse cuban eight is something different so yeah it's pretty cool cool so that's it for me, man. All right, let's move to Anthony next. Not much on my on my end because of the rain that we've been having. Yeah, been having a lot of rain. I mean, it's, uh, so much rain that when we really did get to the field, I don't know if you guys noticed, but <laughs> those that grass and weeds grew so fast. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Since I've been rained out and whatnot, I've just been working on the helis, you know, um, trying to get everything set perfect, readjusting my pitch and and so forth. Picked up a, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but I picked up a Logo 480 Extreme, I would say over a month ago, but I never really got to, to finish it. And I finally finished it and uh, just setting things up on it. It's a different type of holly than what I'm used to, which is the uh, the goblins. Uh-huh. Once I got it going, man, it's, it's been pretty, you know, it's pretty fun. I like it a lot so much that I even uh, managed to get my feet wet. I guess you could say in the logo in, in the logo helicopters to the point where I'm about to pick up another 600 and a 690. Oh, jeez, dude! I'm not selling my goblins. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that before. This, this should be good news for you guys because you guys are always <laughs> complaining about that I'm going to sell all my helicopters hey, to hey. in the quads, you know? So. Don't get me wrong. You went from a Goblin fanboy or SAB fanboy to a Mikado fanboy now. But you're uh, still in a heli, so I'm okay with that. Where did, <laughs> Anthony, where did you get that 450 from? The Just, 450, some dude was posted on the forum. Oh, cool. Actually, it was on the Facebook forum, the... The heli buy and sell only. Yeah. And uh, I just sent some messages back and forth, and we worked out a deal. It's a killer. It was a good deal, man. 
I had Servo sitting here. I had uh, ESC sitting here. So I got the kit with the motor from him. So um, awesome. I just had to pick up lipos because yeah, it takes 3,700 uh, Milan packs. But, dude, that's – I love the heli. It's amazing. And Chris was telling me about it for so long. I just uh, never – I never want to get involved with it. You know what I mean? Because I, I heard so, how expensive they are and so forth. And Yeah. There's a Mikado. Yeah. But – and I wasn't too fond of all the plastic and plastic head and so forth. But it's – it's a – it's – Steve, you felt that how light it was. It is so yeah, it's light. super light. And, I, I mean, um, my Goblin 380 feels like it weighs more than that thing. Yeah. Easily. Function yeah. over form, my friend. They went for best flying helicopter. Keep it light. Keep it simple. Yeah. Yep. And uh, with all, you know, that less excess weight, you get more flight times out of it. Right. You don't need such a high KV motor. It's only using a, or running a 1070. Okay. KV motor. So, it's, so obviously the... Flight pack is smaller, and that's like a 500 class helicopter. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Goblin 500 uses 4,500 milliamps, you know, uh, packs. So, right. and it's, it's a lot heavier. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I did get some quad flying in on Friday. Some of the guys hit me up asking me if we wanted to go and uh, do some, I guess, parking garage flying. And, oh, um, nice. We did that, but let me tell you, man, ugh, <laughs> my quad took a beating. Oh. You know, it's, you know, you could land and, 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 or crash into a big pile of dirt or, or grass at our field, but when you hit a concrete wall, dude. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, my God. It's just, ugh, it's just destroyed. I didn't say not destroyed, but really, my, my quad took a beating. So, um, it was still a lot of fun, though. Then, of course, Saturday, I went. we went to the club, met you guys up there. I did some quad flying at first and uh, practicing the course that they had set up. I'm progressing in that, having a lot of fun, <laughs> learning what I need to learn and so forth. And then uh, I brought out the the 380 Goblin, the Cal the Stacy edition that I had to redo. Mm-hmm. I'm made in that again. I won't say made in, but I changed some settings on it, and uh, I did the trim flights and all that, and it was uh, it was hovering perfect. Yeah, that thing looked great, man. I did the same thing with the with the logo 480, and ah, uh, I'm loving that bird. I'm telling you, nice, nice. So, so yeah, that's that's my week. What's your week been like, Chris? Yeah, guys. It's- been a busy few weeks i mean we talk every day you know on facebook and through texas but i haven't been on the show in a few weeks um really busy um as you guys know from the last episode i picked up a logo 550 sxv2 that was the first week of april and i've already put 45 flights on that damn um and then i bought the logo 480 like two weeks ago and i already got 20 flights on that so just loving the logos been just flying the heck out of them the logo bug and the lightness is kind of giving me an itch for the bigger birds again so friday night i just ordered a logo 690 sx v2 so i'm going back to a 700 again nice jeez yeah as you guys saw on facebook last week my buddy goblin black nitro got delivered to me 
mm-hmm. so I could do the unboxing video and the build pictures. That was fun. That thing's going to be a killer machine. Yeah, that was a cool video. Yeah, oh, the, everything about the machine is just SAB. They know how to hit the nail on the head. There's some new cool design features of that one. They did the matte black head and tail. Mm-hmm. Um, fuel tank, how the clutch and bell housing, the fan shroud goes together. It's, it's a really nice machine. It's just That's no nice. nitro for me. Nice. One um, thing about the Goblin Nitro, I just want to kind of sneak in here. Is I was listening to the RCHN guys, and Nick was mentioning that the motor is mounted like in the front, but it's it's hard mounted into the front, right? And the actual transmission train, the tail move to do the belt tension on the motor. Okay. Yeah, it's just, I was just writing that because I'm starting to write with a review for the magazine today, and that's one of the big key things I pointed out. Yeah, it's awesome. So the engine mounts in the shroud mm-hmm. with a clutch stack, with the starter shaft and all that, and it bolts to the it's aluminum mount. Right. It bolts to the four bolts to the front of the frame. So to do the belt tension where you don't have your typical motor uh-huh. that's sitting on a transmission to slide with a spring and, and nut system, yeah, there's, there's keyholes in – the side of the frame, so the whole transmission can slide back and forth like three-eighths of an inch. So you're actually tightening your belt tension by sliding the transmission versus sliding the motor. It's really, really cool. Yeah, and, and the tail's like hard-mounted to the transmission with the two nylon bolts. And so the tail belt actually moves, like that whole tail assembly and the transmission move together, huh? Well, that's how it is. That's how it's bolted to the original. Right. That's how, it's, so really, the belt tension is staying the same. You're just right. sliding. You're just sliding the back. So it's just to get the main drive belt tension. You're sliding transmission instead of the motor, which is that's pretty sweet. Cool. Wow. So yeah. Um. This weekend. Uh. So I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook, but my dad finally killed my Lynx 300 that I built mm-hmm. a few years ago. He had the servo go out. Kind of totaled it. Price price matched versus trying to repair it versus just getting an oxy. I finally converted him over the dark side and got his first oxy. Oh, nice! Um, I don't so, consider that the dark side. I think he's yeah. the light. <laughs> <laughs> finally, you said, yes. you said you said dark side right away. I thought quads. And what's funny <laughs> is he, he, he's, he's been flying it for the past year with an oxy canopy with right. oxy blades. So uh, so he did a good job as his first kit build he's never built a kit before he's always just bought blades and uh, and other stuff right or he's got my hand-me-downs and stuff like that um so he did the whole airframe build i told him not to lock tight the right frame so i could get in there do electronics um so we went to amy schumer see her comedy show on friday night so he dropped off the helicopter and then i got to the had some time saturday night after i got home from spending time with family um, so got the electronics in it, got it all set up, went to bed about two 30 in the morning Oy. and then, uh, put three flights on it Sunday morning on mother's day, handed it over to him and it's ready to go. He just needs some charged batteries and some nice weather and the oxy's good to go. Awesome. And then let's see. And last but not least Saturday, I finally got the photo shoot done on an audacity Pantera P six E Hellcat. I've been working on since January. Um, I just did a follow-up review where I took the tail gyro off and added the fly bar system. And uh, I was finally able to get out and do the photo shoot this weekend because the last couple of times I tried, the weather sucked, the sky was too overcast, and it just the, the the art department of the magazine was not happy. So we finally got the photo shoot done on that. Nice, yeah. I saw the pictures on uh, that thing is Instagram amazing. stuff, yeah, and the videos. It looked awesome. Yeah, it's a fun little thing. So I think that's my few weeks in a nutshell. A lot of flying. I think last month I've close to eighty to one hundred flights. So I just been 
sneaking out when I can between work and family and just bringing the flights up. So nice. good, good, good. So Kevin, what you been up to, buddy? Oh no, oh. Kevin, how are you? What? <laughs> Kevin, it's Steve's already. turn. It's my <laughs> turn. All right, Steve, <laughs> you go. So, <laughs> so uh, Saturday was, you know, my normal flying. Um, I, you know, I kind of flew a couple oxy, uh, the Tariq for a bit, went through a couple packs of that. And then I was like, all right, let's, let's get my quad out. Let's see what this is all about. Um, I started flying it. Oh man, my goggles were like, I, all I saw was darkness. I didn't see anything. So I started brightening up the contrast and the brightness of that. So I finally got a picture I could fly with. And I started going kind of not really through the course, but just above the course, going around. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go through this gate. I, I ducked down and I'm, you know, going at a pretty nice clip. And I, I clipped the gate. No biggie, right? You know, that happens in, when you race uh, or even fly race quads. And, you know, you always hear folks say, oh, when you crash, you only break props. It's so much cheaper than flying helis, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you know, I crashed. And then I was like, oh, why isn't this thing not arming? I replaced, you know, like, I broke some props. I replaced it. Tim at the club was helping me a bit, trying to figure it out. And it seems like my flight controller broke. Really? So there goes that saying where you only break props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Else, so what is that? Naze board? Yeah, the Naze thirty two Rev five. I think uh, something got shorted, or like you know, you can it lights up, it boots up, but the ESCs never get a a radio signal, so it never finishes the ESC uh, boot up. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So I guess I'm out. I mean, it's only like 20, 30 bucks, but yeah, I'm, I'm out of flight control and have to redo all the soldering and take the whole thing, you know, apart. And, you know, just, I don't know. That might be sitting on the side for a little while. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's all right. It's a quad. It's only just a quad. A, it's only a quad. Only a quad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I went back to fly my helis. Uh, you know, I brought my somewhat usual fleet, I guess you could call it, the uh, Oxy-3 Cube, the uh, Tariq, and then uh, my 570 and the 700 Goblin. You know, every time I go fly, I just love it. Like, you know, I liked flying the planes before. I liked flying the quads before, but I don't know. It just, flying these helis just do it for me, man. It is. It's just so much fun. Um, on the last uh, flight of my Tariq, my Oxy-3 Tariq, I you know I, I got used to the heli because I put whatever seven eight flights that day and I got really comfortable with it and I was just like okay Anthony's hovering and I'm like let me oh, just boy. do some let me just do some stuff low on the ground you know because he was he was more higher up doing his tuning and all that stuff so um, I just kind of go straight into a tail down TikTok and I'm literally inches off the floor doing it. And I'm like, wow, 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 back and forth, back and forth. And then went, wow, and that was it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I kind of, I guess, gave a little too much negative coming out of that side of the TikTok. Or I think I might have just hit the ground because I, I bent the tail bit, uh, the tail case a bit. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. You know, it was fun. It's it's nice to, like, have that excitement of, like, doing something right on the deck, like, I can only imagine, you know, these pro pilots that are just killing it on the deck, like what their nerves must be like, you know, nerves of steel. Cause that, that was just, that was fun though. Dude, the way that story was going, it sounded like episode three all over again. What's episode three? When he crashed into me, right? Yeah. 
Oh, Anthony was flying. I figured, oh, I'll just go up. And I was doing a hurricane or whatever. Yeah, trying yeah. a funnel. I was waiting for the funnel word to come out. I was like, oh crap. And I even said when I left, "Don't do anything stupid. I'm leaving." Because I leave and you guys crash. It's it's well, always when you leave. I I just I you know I'm like, yeah, it's getting late in the day. I got to go for it. You know, so this is the time. Maybe you should start leaving when I leave. You leave too early. <laughs> you just have to stay longer. Yeah. I'm going to just say that and blame you. <laughs> okay. No, Don't you notice that uh, it seems like Steve is crushing those oxys like every week? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, you, came, you came to my house to fix it that morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the landing gear broke from last week and uh, Anthony had like one that it was kind of cracked, but you know, he, he had a spare basically used one. And I was like, yeah, if you got a spare one, let me grab it from you. Um, yeah. I mean, th- I mean, that's what the oxys are great for. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. you know, I- I'm estimating the cost to replace to, I mean, I broke quite a bit of stuff on it on this crash, but the cost to replace everything is it's under a hundred bucks and I'm going to have spare parts for the, my next crash. Wow. That didn't so, look like you crashed a lot of stuff. It looked like you just, Broke the feathering shaft or something. Meant that. I mean, if I run through the list, it's feathering shaft, DFC links, one servo arm, um, main gears bent, oh, uh, main gears tossed. It's gone. The tail booms bent, and the tail case in the back is uh, bent. The oh, metal wow. part of the and 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 the mount that goes inside that the tail case bolts onto, and the tail boom that ripped the screws out of one whole side. So that's sheared off and and. <laughs> Basically oh, my God. oh wow really yeah yeah so if you actually look at that picture where i sent you guys uh and i posted it on um our podcast uh our facebook site today you'll see that like you know the the orange part the metal part of it is bent out a little like bent in a little and you see that there's no bolts on that one side where the carbon fiber uh tail I fin is I, I think i mentioned that yeah yeah no screws on that right side Yep, that that ripped right out. It's it's like there's no threads in the, that little uh, mounting point that that goes inside the tail boom that you you know mount those too. Mm. Yeah, so I, I, I housed it pretty well. <laughs> hmm. Besides that, um, I worked on uh, Chloe's FT trainer. I got that rebuilt, so that's ready to go. So I'm, I know she's excited. Um, I used black foam with pink duct tape on it, so she's really loving the color scheme on that. Nice, so that should be cool. And I uh, finally. The final mock-up on my charger case is done with the foam board. So I've traced everything out on the uh, Lexan top cover, top plate, and I just got to cut it out. So, so that should be uh, – hopefully I'll get that done by, um, you know, next week, next weekend. Cool. Yeah, that's about it for me. So our main topic, sponsorship. Being sponsored, being a – you know, field rep to team pilot to being a team manager. Just kind of want to get into this topic and, you know, talk to Chris about it. Um, I think Chris has a lot of sponsorships. So, um, oh, I thought it was mothership. Mothership? That we were talking about. Yeah. I got to erase <laughs> all my notes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Take me back to the mothership. <laughs> Oh, man. So, um, you know, what it takes and actually means to be sponsored. So for this episode, we have Chris with us. And, you know, he's a sponsored team pilot and rep for a few years now. He's also a team manager for a very major server brand, which I'm, I'm looking to 
maybe get some of those servos and try it out. So, Chris, can you tell us briefly about your sponsors and who they are? Yeah, so my current sponsors and some of these, I've been with it for a few years because I find products I like and I stay with them and I back them. Um, I've been with Scorpion Motors for a few years, Pulse Batteries, Castle Creation Speed Controls, um, MKS Servo USA. I've been flying their servos for close to three seasons now. I fly the Mikado V-Control Radios, um, sponsored by Canamod Canopies um, and Ninja Wraps, the guys who do all the vinyl for the transmitters and uh, the pilot stickers and stuff. Awesome. Nice. Cool. So, Chris, what does that mean to be a team pilot or rep for a company? So, so a rep or, or team pilot is someone who supports the products they use by promoting the product in a positive manner and to help others out in the hobby. Um, many, you know, many people have different ways of supporting the companies they rep for. I myself, it's hard to get away with a lot of fun fly events throughout the year because of my growing family and working for a 24-hour service company like Kevin. You're on call a lot, so it's hard to get away. So the way I've been able to give back to my sponsors the last couple of years is I do a lot of YouTube videos, as you guys know, mm-hmm. sharing pictures on social media. I help people out. You know, between talking to you guys every day and my normal family life and work, I'm answering you know ten to twenty emails and messages a day from people on the forums, through my helicopter Facebook page, and that's actually how I met Anthony was through my helicopter Facebook page. Nice. Um, I found that I wish I could go away to more events. I try to go to you know three to six events a year, local New York shows. But luckily, we live in a digital world. You know, I can do an unboxing video, or I can I can meet somebody at a show, and I can fly for a hundred people and put on a demo with a you know Mikado or a Goblin. And that's great. I talk to a hundred people. I post a you know build video or an unboxing video. It can hit thousands of people in one week. So it's it's really nice. We live in a digital world. I'm, I'm able to give mm-hmm. back to my sponsors by doing it that way without really having to leave my house. All right. And 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 there's many different levels of sponsorship. You've got the basic, you know, entry level rep positions where there's lots of room to grow. There's team pilots like myself who have more of an involvement in the hobby. And then you've got the full factory, you know, pilots. Some are paid, some are just full factory, you know, ride. They don't pay for nothing. Those positions are for guys in the industry like, you know, Kyle Stacy, Burt Cameron, Bobby Watts, Kyle Dahl, um, all the big pro names. So right. the different levels of sponsorships have different responsibilities and job requirements of that team member. Is that how the sponsorships normally go? You usually start out as a rep and then you move on to, you know, the next step? It depends on your level. A lot of mine at the beginning were rep positions, like with Lynx and RC Aerodyne. And then years into it, once people had already seen my review, some companies I just went on straight as a team pilot because they knew about me in the industry. So I came on. So it all depends on your level in the hobby, what you're willing to give back. You know, some people just want to wear a shirt and promote the products at a fun flight. Perfect. They're a great entry level rep. You know, they don't have Facebook. They're, they they don't want to get on social media, so they just they just want to do okay. the local type of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely, and, you know, anybody who wants to show an interest in a product they support, there's a position somewhere in that company, whether it's you know entry level or you know Kyle Stacy who travels around the world for SAB. So it all depends. So how do you go about getting a sponsorship? <laughs> That's a good question. I get asked this a lot on the forums. To me, loyalty in the product is key. Almost every one of my sponsors, I try to use their products for six months to a year, test it out, be it on it. Is it going to be for me? Am I for the product? And is, is the product for me? You want to make sure they're suited for your machines and that you obviously back the product. Right. Um, 
I would do a lot of build. You go back to my YouTube channel for the last couple of years. I just do review after review with different products. Um, I'd make my videos. I'd share my experiences with the products. Some of my my sponsorships I searched out. Like when I first started using the Lynx stuff, Lynx is a great entry level. That was my first one was Lynx. And then mm-hmm. um, RC Aerodyne, I heard about the clones helicopters on RCHN. I approached Cliff. I tested his products. And then you know, weeks later or months later after the you know th- third, fourth, fourth review, he took me on as a rep. Within a year, I was a team pilot. Then I was a full factory pilot. I was the admin for the um, forum we had set up. So really, it's it's some some you search out, some will search you depending on the level you're at in the industry. Um, I've been asked to get on teams just because they've seen you know that I help out their members out in the field. All I have to say is you've got to want to support the companies for their products, not just to get a discount. I've seen a lot of guys out there, you know, jump around and say, oh, this is the best project in the world, and they just want a discount, and you never see yeah. them do anything for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. So, Chris, you said uh, you're a team manager of a team, right? Yes. So, uh, as you guys know, as you got my boys know, I've been flying for MKS servos now for, oh, man, close to – I think three years and Thomas cook is a main man in charge over in uh, Texas. And he's a one man operation. He does oh, wow. the daily customer service. He does the product orders. He runs out, packages, everything, gets it out in the mail. And he's been trying to get this, you know, team manager position for a few years now, but I have so many damn irons in the fire. And then uh, the last time we talked on the phone, it sounded like he was, you know, sinking in quicksand. I go, all right, let's, let's split it up. I'll take over you know, help me out. And then I kind of just fell into it. So I took okay. over as an MKS, um, servos USA team helicopter manager. And basically it's simple. I do a lot of social media stuff, so it's not really that hard. I just make sure that my team guys have what they need to be successful. Um, make sure they're using and promoting the products in a positive, I keep saying positive, positive manner. And I'll do research on guys that we might want on our team, or if someone's looking to join our team, I've got to do my research and make sure they're going to be a good fit. Um, you'd be surprised how many guys want to join a team because, oh, I've got your tail servo in this helicopter. Or, hey, I've got my cyclic servos in this helicopter. You know, and then I do a little research and, you know, they expect to join a team because they're using a couple products. Then, you know, when they're not offered a position because they're not a good fit or something, you mm-hmm. see them jump brands and say, oh, this product's awesome. So they're, they're just jumping around oh, to get geez. discounts. Yeah. And no, no one likes seeing that. You know, if if, if you're willing to go the the yards with a product, it, it shows you care. The brand jumping for a discount, it kind of upsets me. I've seen a lot of guys out there saying how awesome a product is, and they don't even own it or they haven't used it or flown it yet. You know, they might mm. be a team pilot for it, saying, "Oh, this is the greatest thing in the world." They haven't even held it in their hand yet, and they're already saying it's awesome because they're on the team. You know, they're they're paid basically they're paid lemmings to say it, which. It sucks. Yeah, um, you don't I'm, get into I'm, this hobby though and expect discounts. Like this is, it's not a cheap hobby to get into. It's rewarding, but you know, for me, if I was to like uh, look at something, I mean, or get a, a, a discount, I, I would just think it of it as a little bit of a benefit. I wouldn't. It's not something I would go after. You know, for yeah, the only like, reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know definitely. if I'm making any sense, but uh, no, no, you are because it's, it's like a perk of like supporting something that you love not exactly loving something because you get the perk you know what i mean like or going after it for the discount yeah right exactly right 
as you guys know in my reviews and stuff, I'm very passionate about what I do in a hobby. And, I, and I've been blessed with all my sponsors who have put trust in me with their companies and their products. And, you know, I want my guys to feel the same way I do when they want to represent the products we carry, not for the discount, but because they trust and enjoy the products. Unfortunately, you know, you have to see through the BS and, and do your research before taking on a new rep or pilot. Um, for example, my Mr. Anthony here, Mr. Garcia, he's one of my first team reps I took on as becoming the uh, helicopter manager. You know, before I even knew Anthony and before we were friends, I first met him through through the forums in my helicopter website. He was out there saying, you know, he's seen my reviews and, Chris, what's a decent servo? I'm like, well, Brand X is going to be cheaper, but, you know, quality over quantity. Which one do you want? And and I, you know, recommended in a, a middle-of-the-road set of MKS servos for Anthony. And then, and then he was hooked. You know, I'll let him tell his story, you know, when it comes up. And I've, I've watched him in social media. I've watched him help you guys promote the product on Facebook, at your field. Mm-hmm. And that's the guys we're looking for. The guys want to help out with people's setups and represent yeah. the product. I've, I've seen and heard – Anthony's hardships on brand X, you know, I tried brand X, guess what? This failed. Oh, this, you know, this one was brand X C. And, and so I see his passion and how he realized, wow, this product's working for me. And he slowly started converting his entire fleet over, which isn't a small fleet over <laughs> to the product just because not because he, he was seeking out discount because he put trust in a product. I seeked him out. He didn't seek me out. I just right. saw what he was doing. Um, nice. So, so that's cool, seeing people back the product. And then, th- you know, this is my second team position as a manager. Back in the day, I was another team uh, manager for a company a few years back. And I remember I had to let one of the pilots go, A, because he wasn't posting or sharing the products we sent him. So some requirements are, hey, you know, we send you the products, your discount, you get blah, blah, blah. You know, you've you got to show us you're doing something. Mm-hmm. Post pictures on social media, you know email us and send us pictures of you at the fun fly little stuff like that and this guy wasn't doing anything and then b and i put this in air quotes he he would email us all the time say he was crashing a lot okay, okay. we kept sending apart sending them parts because different reps you know some people get discounts on parts some people get you know prototype parts to blah 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 yeah so we kept sending these parts like every few weeks going who crashes this much you know there's no videos of him crashing oh, and uh so a few weeks go by and we're finding all these parts show up on the forums and ebay for sale basically you're stealing from us so i had to let them go right but most of the guys i meet in the industry they're honest and they're they're doing it because they enjoy the the products and now steve i know you and anthony are new team reps for a few companies so you want to tell us a little bit about that and what's been going on with you guys yeah man i'm so excited to announce that i'm a field rep for lynx heli innovation yeah (laughs) so like i and welcome to the team yeah man thank you i'm so happy to be here it's great um so i knew nothing about sponsorship and i know uh, you know anthony recently got sponsored and stuff and i was like you know how do i'm just curious how do you get sponsored and and so i spoke to him about it and i spoke to also our, our one of our good friends at the club rick and he was like oh just reach out to rich rich knapp um he's a team manager you know i'm just talk to him and see what he says. So I did reach out to him. You know, I just kind of wanted him to see, like, my involvement in the hobby. And he asked for a resume. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> a resume? Okay. Yeah, that would throw me, too. Like, I'm used to my, you know, I, you know, I'm a corporate IT engineer. Like, I do IT. Like, I'm used to corporate jobs and having a nice resume for that stuff. But when it came to RC, I was just completely clueless so 
basically what I ended up doing was just kind of, you know, writing him a, 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 in like a, basically a, a story of like my history of, of the hobby, what my goals are, what, you know, why I wanted to represent Lynx and, you know, just kind of in a resume format kind of deal. And I kind of sent him that and, you know, he responded, you know, saying, oh, you know, yeah, we have a, a field reposition we can offer you. And I was just like, whoa, I, I didn't I actually expect him to say, yeah, you know, nothing's open at the moment, but, um, you know, just keep on doing what you're doing and we'll see later. But yeah, he, uh, he offered me that position, so I, of course, you know, I was grateful, and I, I to Rich and Luca, and I took the position. You know, this was only two weeks ago now, I think. Yeah, so it's still pretty recent. I haven't even put you know an order in or anything like that yet, just because I haven't need to. But you will now. Yeah, I guess I will <laughs> have to now. So, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've always as soon as I got serious about helis and I started crashing a little bit and when it came to replacing um getting replacement parts i i've tried several brands and Lynx was the one that was just like wow their fit and finish of their products are spot on like i never had to like dremel something down or do this or do that to make it fit it was always perfect so ever since you know about a year ago i just every every time i crash something if Lynx makes the part i would go with the Lynx part over you know factory because it's just you know i know that that part's gonna work well i know it's, it was well thought out and research and development was all done on it and um it's been great you know i've never had a bad experience with any of the products so i'm always you know looking oh what part can i upgrade on my heli and if i'm in that mode of like upgrading it's i go to links at first and so yeah i got you know this position and i'm just i don't know like i'm a little nervous so I'm not that great of a pilot yet. <laughs> and I know it's not all about your flying skills. It's also, you know, it's mainly about how you represent um, the hobby and, you know, how you are in the hobby, basically helping other people. And, and that stuff I love doing. You know, that's one of the main things I put in my, my little RC resume thing was that, you know, as I grow, I want my fellow hobbyists to grow with me. So I'm always, you know, you guys know Anthony and Kevin. I'm always pushing people you know, to try new things or to, you know, just push yourself to just gain that like a little bit better skill and just make yourself a better hobbyist and better pilot and just to have that, um, to have the fun that I'm having, you know? Well, dude, one testimony I can give is when we went out to flight test or flight fest, mm -hmm. uh, 15 there and that guy was trying to get that, what was that? A, a beast 450 X. No, what was, I forget what he was trying to get. He was trying to get something set up, and he was real arrogant. And, dude, you took the time to go over and help that guy out, no matter how big of an asshole he was. Oh, you talking about the DT-550 guy. Oh, was that what that was? Dirt Tamer 550, yeah, the DT-550. I don't, I don't even remember. I know that yeah. you were, I know that you were with that guy for, like, an hour trying to help to help him out, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's just one of those guys that knew everything. Uh, yeah. But you uh -huh. still stuck there, man, and I was like, this guy's freaking awesome, man. Help out <laughs> anybody. Yeah. I mean, you know what it is? I love this hobby so much that I can't, like, I don't want to see anyone fail. You know, I don't want to see anyone yeah. get discouraged. I, don't, I, I want people to to succeed in this and, and grow and enjoy it as much as I am, you know, just sharing the love, basically, right? So. Yeah. No, they you, picked you a get, great you, guy, dude. You know what's awesome about 
links heli innovations you know before he you know luca even had the oxy side of it mm-hmm. is i've been working close with luca since god 2012 2013 okay and what's funny is that's kind of where I first started doing my reviews. I back in the day, I'd buy all these upgrades. I didn't know what it was going to do to the helicopter as far as flying characteristics. Mm-hmm. I used to air quotes bling out my helicopters. Sure. I was always, you know, form over function because I wanted them to look cool. I used to always buy the links, you know, frame washers or the boom supports. Mm-hmm. So what's awesome? I was I was talking to Luca on the phone a few weeks ago when I was doing an interview with him. Is I was telling him. That's kind of where I got my start in starting to do my reviews and helping people out. And a few years later is when I started my Facebook and my heli page and stuff. Right. Because I was buying these upgrades. I'm like, man, these are cool. So I started doing videos. And I was doing review videos. So Lynx has been about the pilot since day one. Where most companies, they're looking for the guy who can fly the shit out of a helicopter so they can sell a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Luca, they're the complete opposite. They're looking for someone who has a heart. The passion. Steve, you, you know, it's funny. You're saying, oh, I'm not a good pilot. You guys are farther than I was at your stage in the game. If you go back to when I was a Lynx pilot, if you look at all my old you know, videos back mm-hmm. in the day with my Alliance and my Chaos helicopters, you guys are out flying me when I was a rep for the company because they knew I had a passion to help others in person, right. on the forums. And then my flying style grew when I had other sponsorships and I could crash airframes and not be worried about, you know, high costs. But mm-hmm. um, links, and that, that started all this for me. And, I mean, you guys, you guys are going to love it. It's a great stepping stone. And, you know, since Luca took on Rich, what, a year or two ago, the company's been flowing a lot smoother. Awesome. And I, I'm unofficially, I'm not with them anymore. The only reason I left there after a couple seasons was I was getting heavy into the, you know, the SAB reviews and stuff and, Mm-hmm. SCB is kind of against, you know, putting all the upgrade, outside upgrade parts in our helicopter. So I didn't leave because of any issues. I just wanted to kind of be biased when I was doing all my reviews. But sure. Congratulations, man. Luca and the team, they got a good guy, and you guys can only grow from here. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. So just a special shout-out to Rich and Luca. Thank you for uh, letting me be part of the team, man. Awesome, Steve. Congratulations, man. Thanks. So, Anthony – Fellow team, uh, fellow field rep, what you got? What I got? Well, for me, you guys, uh, I, I've stressed this quite a few times already. I've only been in the hobby a little over a year. Yeah. And, um, you know, a good friend of mine uh, that I met in the, in the forums, his name is Oliver. He's the one that's got me really to try out all these, you know, helicopters. Like, for instance, the Goblin. He was the mm-hmm. He got me into the goblin. Then he, after after all of that, he finally he sent me a message and he says, "I think I found the perfect replacement for your line 250." And he pointed me out towards the oxy. Oh, okay. And um, we both bought them together, and um, we did the build together. I wasn't even part of the our, our club field yet, and I did it, and uh, it was awesome, dude. And then. Uh, I was having so much fun with it. I posted pictures and stuff on on the forums. Um, I posted pictures on Facebook and how great the helicopter was and and everything else. And um, I believe the very first set of servos that I put in there were MKS. Now I was trying other brands, which I'm not going to name, but um, 
I put MKS in there, which is the mm-hmm. DS. I think they were the DS 93s, I believe they were. And um, I got them off of eBay. Some dude was selling them. They were brand new. And uh, I got a good price on them. So nice. uh, I put them in the Oxy. And uh, I remember joining the club. And then I remember doing my first flip. <laughs> my, first, <laughs> my, my first flip. Uh-huh. I crashed my oxy. I was like, "Oh man, that was my first crash ever, ever." Oh, you know, and I was like, "Man," and uh, it it messed up a lot of parts. But let me tell you one thing: and uh, those MKS held up like a champ. Nice. I mean, nothing phased. I mean, and I went in hard, nose first, under power, and nothing happened. It hit so hard that it bent. The actual uh, blade, uh, the blade linkage, it bent them into the shape of a U. Jeez. Oh, so wow. uh, I, I couldn't believe it, you know. Other ones, which I had on my 380, for, you know, w- when I crashed the Oxy <laughs> a week later, I tried to do the same maneuver and I crashed my 380. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, wow. I, I, I didn't strip the gears, but I completely broke the gear shaft on the servos. And I was like, wow. Yeah, no. yeah, I had that same issue. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no. Not MKS? Not nope. MKS. Was Brand it? B. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, you know, there were, I was told they were designed to do that. But, you know, it's a pain in the butt where you have to open it up and, and, and try and, you know, change all those, that little part or whatever. Anyways, yeah. besides the point. What ended up happening was, you know, I'm posting pictures and stuff. And actually, I never reached out to Rich Knapp mm-hmm. or anyone. He actually reached out to me. You know, yeah. and, uh, I guess he saw how I, was, how I was, I guess you could say promoting, you know, the um, Deoxy and, and, and so forth. And uh, I've even reached out to him on a couple of questions, you know. and. Right. And he answered them, and I'm like, great, you know, thanks for helping me. I'll pass this along, you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what sparked his interest in me. He he has sent me a message asking me, have I put in an, appli- an application? And I'm like, an application for what? <laughs> 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 you know, I was I was just like you. I was clueless. I wasn't even yeah. thinking about sponsorship. I always thought sponsorship or even representing a company was for pro pilots yeah me too and um and that's we got to chatting that day and he says it's not for pro pilots it's for the person how he carries himself how he's willing to help you know of course promote the product you know but more importantly is how you carry yourself in in the hobby you know sure you know carrying yourself means many many things you know um, you could be negative, you could be extremely positive. And being positive is, of course, promoting the product, helping others, and so forth. And um, that's how I went on. That's how I came about becoming a uh, Lynx, Lynx rep. I remember nice. that conversation. You text me, you go, bro, we need to talk. I don't know what <laughs> to do. I, I don't know what to do. Like, like is, was, is this going to change me in the hobby? What does this mean? I go, well, dude, do you like the products? Yeah. How many oxys do you have? Two. I'm going to get some more. I'm like, all right. So you enjoy the products. You fly the products. You've been helping people out on the product. Yeah, that should be a good first move. Yeah. <laughs> He's so nervous. Yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't. I didn't know. I didn't even know what it meant. Like, 
does that mean I got to give up all my helis and fly only oxys? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, right. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I had to ask questions. You know, and um, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. You know, there's that saying comes a long way because. Yeah. Uh, so I'm you know, curious. Sorry, um, I'm curious about that. If you get sponsored by a an airframe company like Oxyheli or Goblin, SAB, or say a Line or Mikado, do you, at that point, do you have to fly only their helis? I, mean, I guess each it, company might be different. Each company's different. You know, they've got their contracts. I know with SAB, mm-hmm. all their true pilots only fly Goblins. Um, I was offered, probably two or three times, I was offered a position from Enrico, the owner. Uh-huh. Um, Kyle talked to me before, and, and Todd Dudek, the manager of, um, Gabon USA approached me. I I rather do it unofficially, still wear the Gabon shirt, have fun, and promote the products. The problem was if I took that position, I'd be locked into only their airframe, uh, and okay. I couldn't play with any parts like Lynx and KDE or any of those cool parts. So oh, wow. every, every company is different. That's why to this day I've never had an airframe sponsorship because I wanted that freedom. Like I know – the motors I want to use. I know the batteries mm-hmm. I want to use, the servos I want to use, but the airframes, you guys see how many damn reviews I do in one year, you know, yeah. eight to 12 or more in one year. So having that freedom, everybody says, oh my God, you, you're you flying Mikado now. You left Goblin. I'm like, I never flew for SAP. I just did a whole shit ton of videos because I had a passion for that product. Mm, um, okay. So yeah, every, every company's different. Um, you know, unofficially guys can fly wherever they want when they're at their, you know, local field with their buddies but uh-huh. most companies if, if you're if you've got an airframe sponsorship that's all you're flying okay oh cool sorry about that anthony it's hard to interject at this point but um no that's yeah. a that's a good question and i had the same exact question mm-hmm. that you just asked and um i actually asked a friend of mine who i met in the hobby of course his name is mario dominich i don't know if chris you know him or not but um he flies, I think, for Horizon or Spectrum, um, or both. But um, I asked him the same, the very same question. And uh, when I was first getting into the whole Goblin stuff, and uh, he he had mentioned to me that um, with his current sponsorship, he can now fly bigger machines. Like for instance, the right. the, the Blade Three Hundred and Sixty is the highest they go now. Right. So, so anything from that model and lower, he has to stick with them. But anything bigger, since Blade decided to give up the, you know, the bigger brands. I forgot what they called it, but you know, the they pro had models. A, or yeah, the X, the X brands. Yeah, the pro models. Like they had the fives, the six, and the sevens, right? Five fifty, six hundred, and seven hundred X. Yeah. Yeah. So since they got rid of those, you know, he flies goblins and you know six hundreds, and he flies logos as well. Oh. And um. That's 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 the way he explained it to me. Well, I gotta yeah. say that's awesome that Horizon Hobby uh, lets their team pilots do that because when I I, I love my 550x. That was my first you know taste in the big helis, and I, you know when I heard that they're discontinuing, I was just that was one of my things because I know um, I forgot his last name, but he's Miguel. I met him at a local hobby shop in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and and he was you know a team pilot for Horizon, and I was like, oh, so what are you gonna do now? He's like, well, you know, I really like flying the 360 FX, but then, you know, hearing this, this is awesome that, that Horizon is such a cool company to allow, you know, their pilots to fly the bigger birds and other brands. That's that's awesome. 
Yeah, I think you're talking about Miguel Velez. Velez, that's it, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when the, the, the X series was disbanding mm-hmm. um, down at OHB, I think it was 2014 or 15. I see, you know, Will James or Brian James is out there flying like a Goblin 700, and then one of them had a logo. I'm like, what the heck are all the Horizon <laughs> guys flying? I'm like, okay, right. they got the Beast X and they got the Spectrum servos and the DX9 and DX18s, but. No, it was definitely a good call on Horizon's part because how many team pilots can you have for micro stuff? I mean, that's yeah. Th- there's no market share there as far as big brand name stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of guys have not a lot, but I know a few big names have left since that disbandment. Right. Hmm. Spectrum, but <laughs> <laughs> easy. Hey, I still like my DX9, even though I am V controlled. But my DX9 still serves me. F- there's a purpose for it. I'll say that. True. Um, so before I cut you off, Anthony, you, you also, you and Chris have a now special relationship, uh, right? Let's go into that a little bit. Yeah, New Jersey allowed uh, same-sex marriage. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That kind of special I knew it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Anthony. That's probably not what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Not my spot here, man. Oh, oh man. Wait till your pastor hears this. <laughs> 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 Screw you guys. <laughs> I'm going home. Yeah. Oh, MKS. Uh-huh. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so with the MKS brand, as you guys, you know, as I've been saying, I've had good luck with it ever since that first crash. And my second crash. And my third crash. And let me tell you, <laughs> I crashed that I've crashed that Oxy four times. And out of those four times, those servos held up. And I'm like, wow, it's great. You know, I couldn't, I loved it, you know. Um, But then, of course, I decided to build the newer Oxy. I wanted to get the tri-blade and so forth. So I I wanted to put all new guts in it. So, you know, I passed it along. And uh, the proud owner of those servos is uh, Kevin. Which I also crashed. (laughs) You crashed that as well? I yeah. crashed the Sport, yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, oh, so the servos, the servos are in the Sport? Yeah, and they held up fine, man. That was the there first you. thing I ran and checked. There you go. So you, as you can see, that's five crashes with those servos. And yeah. uh, they, they're amazing. So, you And know. I put it in pretty good, too, man. I mean, I broke a quarter of the main gear completely off. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was a good crash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, do you guys remember when we were at um, Heavenly Farms that it did a chicken dance on me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's actually six crashes. Oh, oh man! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> it so you, did. You, you, you... Remember, I thought I was hitting throttle hold, and I was hitting rescue instead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, six crashes. Does that mean uh, Kevin gets a little cashback discount since <laughs> oh. one undisclosed crash? No. <laughs> oh, he he got a very good discount. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You he hooked him up. <laughs> yeah, I hooked him up with it. So, you know, he got all five. I mean, all four. All four uh, servos. So, let me tell you, man, I just, I can't say anything bad about him. I mean, I can yeah. go to sleep, rest assured that those servos will hold up anytime. I mean, I've even, but what actually drew me to them was, here we go was when i went to my very first fun fly and of course it had to be rochester okay Ali jam you know here you go I'm, 
I met Chris online, and uh, he told me to come up and gave me all the information, and and I went up there. He opened doors like you know, it was great. It was a great time. Then he had the audacity to ask me to spot for him. I'm like, what the hell are you asking me to do? I mean, <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I went up there. I spotted for him, and he put in. He was doing some aileron TikToks, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you know? in Anthony's spot and going, lower, lower. Yeah, and, then, and he wasn't tail in like you, Steve, mm-hmm. or tail down. Well, he he's aileron, right? So sideways. Right. Sideways, yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, and he was, I think you were trying to get a weed, right? Oh, I was walking myself right down because we were cutting them inverted going out towards the pond. Yeah. Well, I want to be different. So I was TikTok and <laughs> aileron working my way down and just trim, 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 trim. Yep. Yeah, not so much. Let me, well, let me tell you, um, he TikToked his way down into the ground and <laughs> at full speed. I mean, those blades were spinning at full speed. Mm-hmm. He was only about maybe a foot off the ground, and those servos held up like a champ. I was like, Yo, what? That, was, that was a loud thud because it might, yeah. the whole crowd's like, oh, yeah. like, oh wow. it, it, it stopped was. all inertia. Stopped. It was a tick tock, tick tock, blade fart, blade fart, and then thump. And yep. then within a second, all inertia was done. I'm like, oh shit. Yep. yep. It was. I, I, it's, it's I hit throttle hold. I run out there. It was main gear. It was, man, it ended up being a lot of stuff. I thought it was a little bit cheaper. It was, it was all three blades were freaking just ripped apart at the, the okay, safety that, wire. That was what I wanted to ask this with yep. Shelly, but okay, I know with Shelly now. It, yep. was, it was, it was, it was kind of Kyle Stacy edition. So it was all three blades, mm-hmm. which yep. got just balled up to the safety wire. It was the main, you know, Delrin drive gear. Mm-hmm. I bent a couple of the the link the arms that come off the blade grips, which are supposed to bend. They're sacrificial. The servo. Um, oh yeah, and and then two of the servo, two of the servo arms. Yeah. Yep. And everything else, man. I've had those. I've put those servos in two helicopters since. Because I recycle, I recycle my servos to the next machine, and I've, I, I put over, got over probably fifty flights on that machine. So, I've, I've had a lot of flights on them since I put them in, and I walked away with zero damage. Probably a three hundred dollar bill for doing a stupid aileron TikTok trying to cut the weeds, but right. equipment wise, I didn't have to change nothing. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, so I saw that, and when I saw that, that's when it, it just those 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 servos actually they sold themselves, right? Know? After seeing that, and I was like, "Wow, damn, you sold me!" After, <laughs> after seven crashes on the oxy, or Dude. seven or eight, whatever the total numbers on those servos are now, and sick. there's there's well, Kevin crashed them at least once, right? If not. <laughs> what do you mean twice? Once, dude. Just once? Yeah. You didn't. You never had a tip over with that or anything? No. Actually, okay. Well, this isn't a crash, but when I flew it, I uh, oh yeah, you know, put some pressure on the blades. I'll say that from the landing gear and the, and the dirt on the ground a little. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. It actually folded the blades. <laughs> yeah, like you bend them up, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that. dude, not that I care. I mean, I just want to get the story straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've crashed the other one like three times, I think. The record the, straight, the dry yes. blade head. Right. I, I saw, I saw Kevin's veins on his forehead pop out from the. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> what do you mean? 
about to vessel in his head out. No, dude, that crash was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if I had another one that was that good, I definitely would remember it. Yeah, yeah, true that. But um, yeah, I mean, damn, I mean, I've crashed, you know, other brand servos, and yeah, I've I've stripped gears, you know, easily. If not, not even that. I've I probably have, um, you know, on one brand I have like maybe about sixty or seventy flights, and I have slop in the servos. Now, Chris, your MKS, the ones you had in the the KSC seven hundred, like after that many flights, I mean, was there any noticeable slop or? Did the gears hold up perfectly? Nothing. I'm about to put them in a freaking thirteen hundred dollar logo next week. Okay. Nice. I've I've, I've had, nice. I just actually again I'm not we're not getting off topic talking about MKS and you know servos, but I just sent a set of old school DS ninety fives. I used to have back in one of my I think scale four fifties or back in my chaos days. And okay. I had them laying around because I fly all the DS ninety threes and HVs now because mm-hmm. of the specs. So I just sent in to the MKS factory or warehouse, um, sending a set of DS 95s. So they had them for about two weeks and he, they put them on a test and they, they opened up two of them said, Oh no, these are still working fine. Everything looks good. They sent them back. And then the third one, something was fine. They were getting really hot. One of them was getting really hot. And okay. Ended up just being the board inside was finally shot. So instead of fixing it, and again, it's different because I work for the company, but they sent yeah. back the two that were okay. They tested them out and said, no, Chris, these are fine. And the third one that seemed a little iffy, they um instead of fixing it, just they just cut the servo lead right off. So I had spare gears, and they just sent me a brand new servo. So you oh, know wow. every every servo company is different, but yeah. it's cool to see that that set. One of them did die, mm-hmm. but I've been using that set for like over three years. It went back yeah. to my 450 days fly wow. bar, and that's when it was fly barred. So you know t- those servos went through a, a few changes. Yeah. So wow. No, I think I think Anthony's going to be a good fit. We took him on as your basic rep with room mm-hmm. to grow. Because one of the concerns Thomas had was, you know, Chris, you know him, he's supporting the product, but he's been the 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 hobby for a year. He doesn't know, you know, a lot of the things we know out there and what to look for and what to do. I said that's why I'm trying to take the aspect of like links and oxy carries, you know, out with their pilots. Right. Yeah, I don't care if he's a beginning pilot. He's helping others. He's supporting the product. He sees the positive benefits of that product. Mm-hmm. And there's room to grow, so we took him out at the you know the lower rep level with a certain percentage and stuff, and and he's got room to grow. We're gonna you know after a year of being in the as a team member, we're gonna reevaluate where he's been, how is he promoting the products, how is he helping people out, blah blah blah, and then you know relook the contract and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I I think I'm happy to be the manager because now I can take on. It's just like links. I'm not looking for you know a Burt Cameron or a Kyle Dahl or Kyle Stacy. Mm-hmm. I just want someone who's going to help others and support the product because they care. And and you guys knew him way before me and and Anthony and is a great fit for the great great fit for the product. I mean, I don't know if I could, we can say that we know him, known him uh, that much longer. If probably around the same time, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Anthony. I mean, he's my boy, man. He's helped me countless times like i can't really yeah it's countless it's literally countless i can't even put a number on it how many times he's helped me you know with questions and just things you know about the hobby and you know so yeah i mean he's he's a great fit for any sponsorship in my opinion because he as like myself and you know and kevin like we all love this hobby to such a degree that we want to promote it we want other people to enjoy it just like we do and you know 
That's... And he's and, and he's always got something you need. I don't know if his fiance knows half the shit he's got. <laughs> like, it's like it's like I need something new, and I'll I'll like oh guys, like I'll text you guys, yo guys, I just bought this for this, and Anthony's like, dude, I have one. Why didn't you ask me first? I'm like, yeah. why why do you even have that? Well. <laughs> It's for a future project, or I saw it a good deal. I'm like, oh my god, dude, you're yeah. a riot. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I would have given you a good deal. I'm like, yeah, but I get this rep deal. He's like, I could have beat it, man. I'm like, dude, <laughs> where do you store all this shit? Oh, man, you should see his uh, his bedroom. You <laughs> yeah, you know what? I know. Oh, I have, god. you know, my bedroom is like my side of the room, and uh-huh. my girl has her side of the room. And oh my god, yeah. it's like from one wall. To the other end of the wall. So all my helicopter stuff, all there. In the <laughs> bedroom? Yeah. In my, in my bedroom, yep. Oh, my God. And, I've, been, I've been telling him for the past few months, I'm just glad he finally put a ring on it. Because uh-huh. who knows where that avenue is going in the next six months Yeah. if he didn't propose. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, so. and the funny thing is, is like, when I saw this, you know, I went, I went to your house, what, this past uh, Saturday to yeah. on the Oxys. And... He used to have so much more, like, and it's still like covering that whole, like, on the floor, on the like corner, of, mm-hmm. like that one side of the wall. And it's just, it's just boom, helicopter kit, all the stuff for that helicopter. This kit, all the stuff for that kit, like, and then all these bins of parts and stuff. Like, I mean, he's in it, man. He's he's in it to stay. <laughs> you don't make that kind of investment and just like flip flop out of it, man. There's no way. So I can't even keep my team flying shirts in my bedroom, let alone a helicopter. <laughs> really? <laughs> Jeez. I've got a special spot downstairs for all my clothes. Yeah. Right? The, uh, unfortunately, I don't own a house yet, so I'm living mm-hmm. in an apartment. So it's, it's, it's we don't have much room. I was ready to tell my, you know, my fiance, listen, I think we're going to have to put the girls to sleep together so I can take over a room. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my god! Like, and they're like, and they all look at me like, uh, absolutely not. That ain't happening. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, even my walk-in closet. I mean, yeah. walk-in closet is huge, boxes. and there's boxes of stuff in there. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. So I, I kind of feel bad. You got all this stuff piled up. Why don't you send me a couple of the. Send your logo and all that stuff to my house. I'll store it here for you. <laughs> That's what I, I'm I, talking about. I mean, I, I, I could use a backup 480 after this weekend. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, got, I got I got zero room in my apartment. I'm I'm in a two bedroom, two bath apartment. Like I got zero room in my apartment. But hey, you need me to build that 500 sport for you. You know, I'll take care of it. <laughs> It'll take a lot less room to have a helicopter built than a box and and all the you know accessories on top of it. I know, man. It's crazy. Even my 700 is sitting there with all the parts on top of it. Mm. Now, now, you guys renting. Are you allowed to hang stuff on the – like you guys saw my rack. I texted you guys the other yeah. day. Simple wall rack, 12 bucks at Walmart. You know, cut the rest of the shelf off and hang it with Eclipse. Can you guys be in renters? Are you allowed to hang something like that on the wall? Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. My, um, my, my landlord who lives right below me, I live in a two-family house. Okay. It's a newer house. It's – um. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's long, actually. It's like really deep. If you look at it from the street, you wouldn't think it's big. I mean, but it's really deep. Mm-hmm. And um, he lives right below me. And I actually, I have my TVs. Every TV in the house is hung up. You know, so yeah. I hung up all the TVs. I even wired them with HDMI wires. There's HDMI ports behind the TVs and everything. But when I leave, that's gonna stay there for the next people. You know. 
because it's professionally done. You know what I'm saying? You can easily just cover it up with a right, with right a picture or something. Um, you, but you, yeah, you guys would be amazed, man. What a six six to ten foot closet rack will do. I mean, even if you go skid to skid, I mm-hmm. mean, I just you guys just saw I redid my rack the other day because when I first did it, it was my little oxy rack. Well, then. I got into the bigger helicopters again. I got the 480 and the 550, mm-hmm. and they didn't fit on the rack because they're too low on that rack. They're hitting the tail on the bottom of the wall because I kind of like have a bump out. Right. So I did the second rack above this, so and I can do big helis up top. You know, the oxy's on the bottom rack. Mm-hmm. If you guys, if you guys can get away with you know hanging stuff on the wall, that saves yeah. a ton of space. And then before this rendition of it, now I keep my V control radio in my bag, but. Like last month, you can put little hooks from this. So not only am I hanging my helicopters from this, I was hanging the spare canopies. I was hanging my old, you know, Spectrum transmitter um, last year. So I definitely, nice. guys, it's it's like a twelve to eighteen dollar, you know, wall upgrade, and that just that's going to get so many helicopters off the floor, especially seven hundred. That, that's huge. That's a that's a big footprint to have yeah. sitting on the floor. That's oh yeah, yep. Yeah, that's a good setup you got going on there. And I was actually thinking about doing the same thing. Um, and yeah. Just, and I'm hanging them all there. I, I think um, I might have to use two walls, though. Go get to my <laughs> that's, that's the fourth location in the house. Before we had kids, this is a three-bedroom raised ranch. So when we first mm-hmm. bought the house, we were kidless. You know, we didn't have Logan or Haley yet. So what is now Haley's room was just my heli room. And then my wife had Logan's room, which was her office. And then well, when we had Haley... I moved downstairs, and then my wife still had her office. So then mm-hmm. what is now the kids' playroom, I had that wall. Well, then Haley started getting older. She needed a playroom. So then I, I shifted my wall down a little bit farther to where is my wife's office now. Well, then we had Logan, so she lost her office. So she's now downstairs on the other half of the playroom. So then the fourth time, I took my heli racks, and now I, then I put them on the other side of the wall, which is where my dartboard is. So I, I've, I've moved my build hobby t- you know, station four different times. So now I'm in a corner. I keep all my really nice helicopters inside. And then if I've got some helicopters I'm working on or I need some space, mm-hmm. I do have a second rack in the garage where I've set you guys a picture of. But, yeah, man, I don't know if it's 3M or whatever brand it is. Maybe it's Tupperware. I don't know. One of the Tupperware brands, but 12 bucks. I mean, you got to get one. It's sweet. Yeah, I mean, before I saw, you know, before I even knew you and, and I saw those pictures of how you hung your helis, you know, to hang a heli for me was like, oh, I got to buy the Goblin, you know, $80 or whatever it is, that rack that they make or some company makes for the Goblin helis. And so I was like, well, I, I like Ikea. So I ended up buying those, like, shelves that look like they just mount onto the wall. There's no, like, you know, um, angle hangers to hold it up or anything like that. It's just basically put the mount in the wall, and then you screw this into it. And 700, I don't know. I'm scared that it can't hold the weight. It's supposed to be able to hold, like, 50 pounds. But the other problem is that the 700 is too long. So, you know, without, like, having the tail resting on something and without a pack, it'll just kind of tip down on the tail side. So I was like, okay, that's not going to work. But the 550, I used to put the 550 up there. I put my 570. But it's only like one heli, one big heli on that shelf. And then I have another one. So I was like, okay. And then that's where like my 380 and my two oxys go. But yeah, now that I see your setup, I kind of want to tear those out and put them that way. Because now I feel like I could put all my helis on the wall and not just, you know, one big heli on one side and then three small ones on that side. I kind of want to be able to like hang them all up 
in a row, like from smallest to biggest, kind of having that like just that you know progression of like size, you know. Steve, you telling a story about you uh, putting a seven hundred on a small shelf reminds me of a Christmas story where he gets that lamp that the wife hates. You're gonna come home <laughs> one day and that seven hundred will be on it. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, nah, Ruby would never do that. She's she's too good of a girl. <laughs> yeah, so that's why the horizontal shelves are nice, like the bookshelf style. But mm-hmm. you're you're stuck to putting the helicopter horizontal, and maybe you can put like a five fifty and a four fifty. You know, you know, spooning each other to fit on a shelf, but it doesn't <laughs> yeah. look good, and you risk it falling off. Cat jumps up there. Literally, my cat could walk by all my helicopters. They're not moving. You literally have to lift a skid. However inches high off that skid pipe mm-hmm. to get it off the rack and and i've done different renditions of it that's the easiest because it's cheap it's 10 bucks you literally yeah. cut off the shelf you level it you put in the four or five hooks that have the screw um and you just zip into the wall and just hang the hook like i could if i want to take that off the wall right now i just walk over and push up on it and pull it off the hooks it's nice. it's it's done the different ways you can do it. i've seen a lot of guys use a half inch piece of copper plumbing pipe uh-huh. And they use like the little plumbing standoff, like, like if you're running copper wire around like a building. Um, okay. That's what Kyle has inside his trailer. It's just all copper plumbing with standoffs, and the helicopter hangs the same way. Oh. One, one of mine go two hobby walls ago when I crashed that 600. I had a huge. I had one good blade off a of 603. It was an Edge 603 blade. Uh-huh. So I gave it to my dad, and you've you've got the one hole that's in the root already where it mounts the blade grip and then he drilled another hole on the tip of the other blade mm-hmm. and uh he cut out these little round like wooden discs and i put anchors in the wall so just like i do with the closet rack or the copper plumbing pipe i had that blade you know mounted horizontally on the wall about half inch standoff okay and that's why i put all my all my 450s and smallers would all hang from that blade Oh, that's a neat idea. I have a couple of single blades. I have a 550 Revolution, a couple of a line, and uh, the uh, the blade 450X ones. Yeah, hey, I mean, get get creative. You only need about a half-inch gap mm-hmm. just for the skid pipe just to rest in. And then the helicopter just, you know, you, you skiffly set it back and let the tail tail fin just rest on the wall. So how would that work with, like, uh, the goblin skids? You know, not the pipes, but the carbon fiber or the oxy uh, to re- like. Do that still work too? They're all hanging on my wall. Yeah. Oh, you got, so there's so you got to look at the the 3M or whatever closet rack you're buying. Because mm-hmm. basically, what I'm setting the helicopter in is actually the back of the shelf. So if you more if you mount a shelf horizontally, the part of the shelf where you slide back your bin so it doesn't fall off in the closet. Right, the little race part. Right. That's what my skids are hitting in. Take that shelf and and do a full 90 degree flip. So they make shallower shelves and they make deeper shelves. So you have to make sure the back lip mm-hmm. is a good, you know, inch lip. If you're going to fit like a goblin, you know, 500, 600, 700 skid in. I know with like my Oxy 3 Trek, because I've got that lower shelf below the upper shelf, I, I put them too close. So okay. if I just got to put the helicopter up there and set it in, the top shelf hits the front of the skids, like if I'm mounting it vertically. So okay. because that shelf can swivel – I just lift. I just pull that little shelf out, the rack about uh-huh. a quarter inch, set the skids in, and just push the helicopter back to the wall. Okay. So you just gotta make sure you have. You're buying that. If it is a metal closet rack that you're converting over, you wanna make sure there's a good half inch gap. Oh, right on. Cool. Like in the garage, I have a beefy ass one because I knew I'd be hanging tools and multiple things from it. So in there, 
I've got like this industrial size rack and I even cut off, you know how I got, I showed you guys where I trimmed off all the rack mm-hmm. back in the day. I wasn't, I was hanging the whole closet shelf right on the wall until <laughs> I realized, wait, I'm not using any of this. Yeah. And I just started trimming it off with a pair of side cutters. Oh, awesome. Nice. I guess we should move it on to the news section. Well, before we get off sponsorship, yeah. is I, I, I just would like to announce that I am currently working on a Kettle One sponsorship. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hopefully I will be picking up a, a Patron sponsorship in the near uh, future. Well, I, I don't know about Patron, but Kettle One, I think you got this. <laughs> yeah, dude. You got it. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's the guy that does my recycles that should be putting the good word in for kettle one dude <laughs> he's like damn this guy went through another yeah. bottle yeah oh man sorry dude you can go on to the news <laughs> so, well, cool. uh, so uh yeah we got some news today a line is back some what? be like where did they go yeah i was just about <laughs> to ask that you know when a line left they said i'll be back i'll be back <laughs> <laughs> so i i mean a lot, a lot of folks probably heard about it, and some might not have. But you know, a line lost this uh, major U.S. distributor recently, and I guess you know it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, maybe. And you know, you go to their website, it says a line is back. I don't know what that means. I guess they got a new distributor, but seems like a line's back. But what was like the last line? Like I can't even think of what the last line. Like, well, I guess the five fifty, right? Is the one I can think of off the top of my head. Where oh, they, well, I guess they, because uh, John used to fly the seven hundred, the seven hundred, oh. and so I guess they were they were still making all models. Yeah, the last model they released, I think, is the eight hundred Trekker. Did they just lose the distributor, or did they yeah. actually like stop making stuff? So I think it was. Um, I can't think of the, the distributor's name. I think it starts with a P, but um. They they had one main distributor bringing all the heli kits and parts into the U.S. And I'm not sure what happened, but for some reason they were dropped or they dropped the line. So they basically had no U.S. Distri- you know distribution anymore, which is, in my opinion, a major hit like to a yeah. company not being able yeah. to distribute the pro- products in America. You know, we're we're such a consumer based company, and not to have that like distribution is it's huge, you know? So, I mean, yeah, it's cool. I, I feel like Align needs to, you know, I mean, they're a great company, you know, they are, they, they're, they're helicopters, their bigger helicopters are great, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. Just, um, but I feel like they're just kind of losing their focus in the hobby now. I don't know. Yeah. And I would say other than like the new guys, like, I don't know if Anthony's ever owned an Align, but, uh, you know, I think at one point or another, like almost everybody's had some form of a line product. Yeah, yeah my first my first helicopter build was an Align T Rex two fifty. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were talking about the two fifties. Yeah, that was yeah. the first one. It was um, it was tight. It was hard to work on. That was my first uh, yes. kit build too, and. It was hard. Those the, little screws. Oh, my God. The 250 sucks. It makes you want to throw the helicopter at the wall 20 minutes into the build. <laughs> I mean, yes. I can top that. I had the Hobby King 250. Oh, my God. With the tinfoil tools that they gave me. Yeah. <laughs> Try and tighten stuff down. It would just strip. The head strips right out. Oh. No, the tip of the screwdriver did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, I mean, wow. I mean, granted, like, you know, when you look at the bigger lines, they're they're good. You know, they people Alan Zay will still slice the crap out of it. It's I see some of his videos, and I'm still like, wow, he's he's so smooth, you know, like he's just so graceful with that heli. It's great. But like, yeah, the two fifty was was oh my god. It was a bad step into building kits. I wish I knew about the Oxy before I bought the 250. Well, was the Oxy out at that time? I don't think so, right? Because no. I, I had given yeah. you mine. I had like uh, two two yeah, frames you, or something. The uh, Hobby two, King ones, yeah. The Hobby King ones, yeah. And Steve was like, really, dude? You're just going to give this to me and not like give me any money to take it off your hands? Because <laughs> <laughs> they suck so bad. No, but um, you know what I was going to say? I, I'd love to to go back, maybe take an icon and throw it on one of these old 450s that I had and just see how it is compared to like how much of a pain in the ass it was in the day with the gyro and all that. And yeah, just to see, you know, I mean, I know it's not going to be anything like, you know, the, the, the Oxy or the Goblin for, you know, I wouldn't even compare it, but just, and I don't even have an, I have a line clone. All right. I, I, I just did it. That, that Pantera, that Pantera was an old flybird nitro from, you know, the late 2007, 2009 era, that that was set up for a fly bar and a gyro. So, like I was telling you guys, the first half of the review, I was flying it with a tail gyro, no stabilization on the head. And then uh, three months went by, and I just redid it and threw the, the, the Neo on it. So it's definitely mm-hmm. cool to take take an older model that wasn't meant for fly barless stabilization and, and update it. It's, it's cool. Now, that thing was a nitro with the four-bladed head? No, it was a nitro with a two-bladed head and right? a fly bar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then the guy, it's a, it's a local company right in Florida, all-American made. He does all the milling and machining on the parts and all the molds and stuff right here in the United States. So I think it's a company that doesn't, you know, they don't want to go away. So they're trying to kind of conform with today's kind of changes without being too drastic. Okay. And, um, so, yeah, so the, the whole airframe and everything is still the nitro Pantera. And um, they're just offering it with different renditions of electrical upgrade retrofits mm-hmm. and different heads. Oh, cool. That was real interesting to see. The just something blade. you didn't see. Yeah, the floor, uh, the four-bladed head looked really cool. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. You, can see, you can see the tail kicking and stuff when I was flying yeah. it with, mm-hmm. with just the tail gyro while I was fighting it. So you can definitely see how our technology has evolved and stuff. And because it's kind of an older, little bit of an older model, um, you know, I can't get my full, you know, seven or eight degrees of pitch that because it's an old push pull system with the the servo leakages. So okay. it's tough. Like the guys who want to convert like an old Raptor thirty over Raptor fifty over from a flybar mount to flybar list. Mm-hmm. The technology just wasn't there to overlap. Like guys have to use like RGX heads or or compass heads. So as okay. much as it's cool to retrofit some of the older stuff, you just can't. You can mechanically. But you can't get the mechanical gains you need because you can't get the electrical gains because the mechanical isn't giving you enough throw like the push pull right. systems. So right, that's the only right. downside. But what's nice about a line, shit, you go back to the even the old school, what the 450X, pull off the flybar head and throw a flybarless head on there in a jar in a flybarless system. Yeah, airframe, yeah. It should still fly the same. Yeah, like the 450 SE or the V2 and all those flybar ones, right? Oh, the V2 was like, that was like, if you had a V2, that was like the cool helicopter. It was like the Cadillac because it had like the blue anodized parts and mm-hmm. like the silver frame. Like I had two of those. They're my twins. Nice. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I have to say, I smashed that Cadillac a few times, man. <laughs> the heater don't work, and it's leaking. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it wasn't built like a tank like a Cadillac is. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have a driver's license. I was, like, 13. Uh-oh. Yeah, but if you run a Cadillac into a wall, even though it's a Cadillac, it's not going to survive that well. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, next on the news. So, you know, recently at the field and, and, you know, talking to you, Chris, and folks, uh, you know, like, it seems like there's a lot of new blades on the market. So I just kind of wanted to go over um, some of the new releases and, you know, just kind of discuss with you guys and what you guys thought. This one you wrote, it looks like, Chris. You want to go with that? The, the, the KBDD? Yes. Yeah, so KBDD just announced they're coming out with a... 550, 600, and 690 millimeter blades for all the popular models out there. KBBD, they've been around since the beginning. Like they've really they they first where they first came on the market and hit big was back in the day when they had the fly bars. We had what were called fly bar paddles. Yeah. And if you weren't running the cool carbon fiber ones, you're running a plastic KBDD. And they were known for their super bright colors. I know on all my Chaos helicopters, the first upgrade I got, it wasn't a Lynx upgrade, I was like matching washers i went straight to the neon orange matching paddles and tail tail blades and then um then a few years ago they went they came out with the carbon fiber blades and then they got into all that when when blade got big that's when they still hit the industry because they're making like the little landing skids for the mcpx's and blades for the mcpx's so they've been around for a while and um and they're actually a big supporter of our our heli jam the last three four years Nice. They always send me a box of goodies. Like, I already have a box of goodies for the show this year. They sent me a, a 700 size set and then a ton of small stuff for all the little micro helicopters. Yeah, I um, I dabbled with KBDD for a little bit because, like you're saying, just the, the blade colors and, like, the visibility was great. Like, the lime green and the orange and stuff. So, when I have my blade 130X, I strictly ran those blades because, and, you know, I heard, like, they were the best blades for, for those micros at the time, so... That's kind of what I went with, you know? Well, you know, it's, people want the carbon fiber because it's a cool-looking, blinged-out helicopter when it's sitting there on the ground. But people don't realize, you throw a colored disc up there, a tail rotor disc uh-huh. with, like, orange or green, yeah. it's um, – like my dad, he always – I always had him flying orange when he was learning how to fly orientation because you throw on a nice set of zeals or SABs or something that has no color to it, you just see a black disc with, like, a little tip of white, and that's yeah. all you're seeing. And, and up until he crashed the 300 – um, Lynx 300 a few weeks ago from the day I built it for the review two seasons ago until the day he crashed it, it had the Lynx 245 millimeter orange blades and it had the orange tail blades and, and that's huge for orientation so KBB hit the market for years and they're just obviously with the industry changing, um, looks like they got some new blades coming out so that should be cool Well I just yeah. said this the, this weekend I said you know, Steve used to talk about how he loves these blades on a helicopter, and when I started flying, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about until I had the Zeal blades on that were white on the bottom and have the black and yeah, they're energy blades. Energy blades. Mm-hmm. And as soon oh, yeah. as as soon as I flipped that thing over, or it helped out so much in orientation because my my problem is if I'm going right to left or left to right in front of me, a lot of times I don't know if I'm pitched towards me or you know away from me aileron wise. That right. used to that used to trip me up a lot. Uh, but with those blades, man, I can really see what's going on with the with the disc. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If it's energy, once you tip the disc down or do a tic-tac, and once that sun hits it, yeah. whatever color they are, whether they're the red, the green, or the yellow, color's, color's huge on blades. Carbon yeah. fiber looks cool and sleek, but I remember back in the day when we'd have – what was it? Oh, what was the Alan Zabel Jr. He used to fly the – shit. I can't think of the blades, but they, they, they're they Curtis – I don't know if they're the Curtis blades, but they have like where like the SAB blades today say SAB and have that, that wave of like color, mm-hmm. whether it's a red on the Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to have that in reflective tape. Ooh. And I'll tell, and they still you can still find companies that have reflective tape. I remember the first SAB kits actually came with a little piece you could put on your blades. And uh, you want to see a disc and see some cool stuff during a day, yeah. put on some reflective tape. It's, yeah. it's it's awesome. Rick V-blades, does that. V-Blades, that's what it was. Alan Zabu Jr. used to fly the V-Blades. Okay. And they had like a sparkle, like clear coat to them. Nice. Um, so that was really cool in the sun. Yeah, Rick at our club, um, he flies with like the uh, prismatic blade tape or whatever it's called. So it just kind of like has a rainbow Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's, it's, I loved it. <laughs> I think yeah, you can really cool. spot those. Yeah, yeah, definitely in a nice sunny day when the sun's behind you and you're like, you know, whenever that blade disc is in, in I guess, you know, facing you, oh, that, that look was so awesome. For sure. Uh, all right, so moving on, Zeal, since we're talking about Zeal Energy, Zeal has a new set of 700 blades. Uh, it's called VLS. I think it stands for something like... They partnered up with Velos. Velos. Oh, okay. Nice. So they have their 700 millimeter blades. Uh, Rick actually had a set of them at the uh, field. They're, they're, the shape of them is very odd. They're very like like not even the shape of the blade. The, the blades are kind of like the cyclone blades where they get a little bit fatter core on the ends, on the tips. But the way that when you look down like from the root of the blade or you know from the hole of the blade and then you look down, it kind of kinks in and it kinks back out. And it was the weirdest design on the leading edge I'm talking about. It's not just like a straight leading edge. Oh, I didn't even see those, man. Yeah. Everybody was talking about them. I wanted to check them out like I had heard on on RCHN. They were mm-hmm. talking about them. Yeah, it's such an odd shape. And he, I'm surprised you didn't see it. He had it on uh, – didn't he have it on a helicopter just past Saturday? He did. Yeah, yeah. the the the, the blade you're talking about. The Protos, right? Did he have it on a Protos, Max? No, he put them on. I think he put them on a TDR. Yeah, no, but at first he had the 770 uh, SAB blades on there, mm-hmm. and that's when he was pulling like 200 max amps on that thing. Yeah, yes. yeah. So then the Zeal blades, um, he had the Zeal Energy 700, no 710s. 710s, right? Yeah, 710. But yeah, on his Protos Max, he had those uh, new Zeal um, VLS blades or Velos blades. You, you got to take a look at it. It's the weirdest design, and but it looks cool. Like I like that. I kind of like weird designs. I feel like it sets it off in a different, like you know, look. And and you know, I, I wish I, I got to get a set of these different blades to like try out. Is there a benefit to this design? I don't know. I mean, I can't say. I, I never flown. Even if I flew, I probably wouldn't be able to tell truthfully at my skill level. But um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's part of that bling factor <laughs> of having something different and cool. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to maybe get a set of those. Um, these next blades, I, I want to talk about. I know we definitely mentioned these before. Um, it's a SAB Thunderbolt blades. 
Um, just including it in here because we're talking about new blades in the market, and this is pretty recent. I think it's last month or so. Um, I'm dying to try one of these sets. I'm not sure what they cost. They're probably going to be a little bit on the high side, but um, what I notice is when I look at the pictures, they look very similar to my KC, uh, the SAB blades I got with my uh, Kyle Stacey edition, 570, where they sweep back at the tip. Um, oh, okay, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure that the design of the core is different and the weight and the CG of it and all that stuff is different. But I just found it, you know, quite interesting that it's really similar to that than compared to my 700 with the normal uh, black line blades. Steve, you know how you can get a set? How? You should buy the new SAB <laughs> okay. Black Thunder. Black Thunder, yeah. Yeah, I, you know what I think? I, I, a helicopter comes free with the blades. You buy the blades, I think it's like <laughs> like uh, ten ninety eight or something. So you buy the blades and you get a helicopter with them for free. Oh, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I want a black, well, I want the black nitro, to tell you the truth. I really want that heli. I'm just going to wait, though, because I, I can't afford it right now and... <laughs> yeah. I don't think you live in an apartment. It will be. It will stink up your apartment. Well, even that, I would like manage something. I'll run a storage. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I want to have that heli. But no, no, I'm, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait to, you know, a little bit, maybe a year or so. I'm, I'm in no <laughs> rush to get a another 700 size heli. Really. I'm gonna have to do the black nitro. <laughs> that's what i hear in my head every time you say that yeah actually kevin you have your own house and you have a a garage no way steve (laughs) (laughs) i got enough shit in here my wife won't allow it it's not as cavernous as it sounds hey but you could just tell your wife it's mine and then when you buy 700 just oh that's steve i'm just holding it there (laughs) You know, she'll kind of get used to that idea now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, I think I'm gonna try to get a set. I mean, what's does anyone know what sizes they make? They're gonna be all the popular sizes. Like, will I be able to get it for my 380? I don't know if they'll go that small, but I know they'll hit they'll hit the big market like the 570 and the 700, and obviously the 650. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I would be interested if I could get a set for the. Uh, yeah, for the 380. But since I'm doing a big overhaul on that, I think it would be a nice, like, additional thing to kind of check out, you know? For sure. See. <laughs> All right. So next on the list of blades is something Chris can shine some light into because I do not know anything about him. So, Chris, go ahead. So I'll shine as much light as possible. We'll go into more detail maybe on the next episode I'm in. But um, so Brian Burrow, the the owner and man in charge of MK, or MKS, oh my God, uh, Mikado oh. Mikado Helicopters, you know Mikado USA. Um, they've been looking for a blade for a while because when the edges went out of stock, that's all the Mikados came with. Mm-hmm. So him and his designers are are working on some new blades called the VTX. I can't get into any details. Um, I have to do my own testing on him, but I have three okay. sets here for uh, my logo 480. And he says all three sets are kind of different, but one of them is going to have like a kind of like a 
he said, you know, hidden Easter egg in it. Like one of them's going to stand out over the others. Oh, um, okay. So a couple, five of the big Mikado pilots have tested them so far. They just got overnighted them from from Saturday to from Friday night till Saturday. They got overnighted to me from California, straight from uh, Jesse Cavros, and went to the field Saturday morning to get them on the helicopter and fly them. And had a pile there, the first test flight. I was using the edges that were on my 480 as kind of like the control blade. Mm-hmm. Man, I, t- I sent you guys pictures. I was so excited. Yeah. I had all the blades laid on a table. I had four batteries, four different sets of blades. I was going to do my control tests with the Edge 473s that came on the, the um, Logo 480. Mm-hmm. And I had three sets of the VTX and 477. So I was ready to go. My Mikado manager was all happy. And um, I don't know if it was pilot error or what but i ended up doing a major skid bump 30 <laughs> seconds into the flight and uh, oh man oh yeah i had i had some parts at home but ended up costing me over a buck to get it all back together so they sent the parts yeah. out today i should have it built by wednesday and then i start testing the blades again this weekend and then i've got to ship out to Mirko cessna over okay. in, uh, in italy but they're just a new another new blade hitting the market the designers on this obviously we're all doing a testing mm-hmm. i sent you guys pictures and Again, I want to talk more in a future episode. Sure, yeah. The things are nuts. They look like a samurai sword. There's yeah. not one part of the blade that's the same width. I mean, it doesn't have a straight trailing and a leading edge. Yeah. So you leave, you leave the um, you leave the blade grip, and it's kind of normal size there. Then it gets thinner before it starts growing into the outer outer edge of the core. It starts getting right. wider, and then one of the the outside edge comes out and then back in. It's just there's yeah. no straight line on it, and it's it looks like if you held a samurai sword up in the air, it looks like a samurai sword that the bad guy in Aladdin would have. And <laughs> there's two of them, and you bolt them to the helicopter. So, just, it's 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 developers and research and testing. It's, it's going to be cool. I'll get yeah. more, I'll get more into it in future episodes, but I'm really excited to try them out. Um, I know Brian and the guys. Gorgon and stuff over at Mikado. They've been looking for a blade to replace the edges. I think I don't know what blades are coming on my 690 RT, whatever that stands for. Rototech. So I guess after Edge went out of business, the mm-hmm. Mikado kits were coming with Roto Rototex, and then uh, they've just been looking for a way to hit the market with something new and innovative. So if you look at the blade; it's it's new and innovative. It's it totally is. That design is just wow. <laughs> so it looks like a scimitar. Yeah. Right. Yeah, those type Dude, of it, it's cool. swords. Yeah, it's um, it's That's a very crazy cool design. Man. I'm just, I really want to he- see what they are or hear what they sound like. Like, you know, th- something that type of design and the way that the core looks, like it's gotta sound different, like right. than a standard blade. You know. Yep. Oh, airfoil's huge. That's why I've always liked the edge blade because they had a loud blade fart. Where- mm-hmm. You know, I, and I, I'm kind of excited to test them out, but I'm also nervous because I'm not a big smack pilot. Am I really going to feel a difference? You know, I've been flying for years, and I like my flying style, but does sure. my flying style cater to multiple style blades? And right. this might be a whole eye-opener for me that, holy cow, I should have been testing all along with different blades. Because for me, I've, I've flown a lot of helis that come with included factory blades mm-hmm. or this blade. Like SABs, I've never flown anything else. They've always been the SAB blades. Okay. Um, no, I lied. A few of them I've changed. So my Goblin 500, I remember I went to rails on that. So I have, I have felt the difference. Not as much difference as like a smack pilot can feel every little difference. But like mm-hmm. my two favorite sets of blades of all times have been 
the edges because of just the collective just gargle and pop and fart they put off is amazing and, and the cyclic pop is huge like how or you know everything ba 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 and then what caters also to my flying style if I'm not doing like hard smack is the rail blades why they're called rails I mean you set the helicopter in in a, in a, in a line and that thing just goes they're a smooth big air blade and wow, I remember okay. jumping from edges no I went from the SAB to the rails and um you can definitely feel difference. Not as poppy and loud, but mm-hmm. very smooth. It's, it's like you're flying like a pattern plane. That's what the rails okay. kind of, to me, are the equivalent of. Right. So I'm excited to try these blades out, the three different types, and compare it to my, I'm using my control, is the edge blade. So essentially I'm, I'm trying four different types of blades, mm-hmm. and I have myself a little like spreadsheet made. Um, my thoughts going into it, what I felt. How are they different? My milliamp consumption before the pack okay, yeah, um, and after the flight. Because I know uh, one of the guys over in, I think it was one of the, the German or, um, yeah, one of the German Mikado pilots, he was saying he, he's getting like, you know, extra, you know, 30 to 45 seconds per flight because of the efficiency of the blade. So I'm going as far as. Wow. And I don't know if I'll post this publicly. It depends on how, how what the manager wants me to do in the long mm-hmm. run. But, um. For him, so he can see my test results, I'm going as far as milliamp consumption differences, um, feel, sound, look. So I'm excited. I wish I didn't put it in Saturday morning, but that's my goal for this Saturday is to actually test them. Nice. So we'll talk more in a future episode, but I'm really excited to try something new and innovative. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I'm excited for you. (laughs) Yeah, can't wait to hear how things work out with that. Better than last time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i hope so hope so yeah all hey, right steve um yeah back to those thunderbolt blades yes um the l- smallest they make is the 500 size okay um they go from 500 all the way up to about 800 all right maybe i'll have to wait if not um one of the things that i i, I found kind of not weird but i'm a little curious about is that when I got my 700 Goblin Competition, I thought it would come with 700 millimeter blades, but it actually came with 690s. And I, you know, I think that's pretty common with that size helicopter to have like 690s. But I actually want to get a true 700 size blade for it, so maybe that's the blade I go with. You know, if not, it'll be the Zeo VLS or Velos. I'll try those because I think currently they're only available in 700 size. So yeah, we'll see. We'll give it a shot, I guess. I just I like loud blades, mm-hmm. you know the blades. The blades got to make noise. It's got to talk back to me, you know. It's got to be metal, like it's got to be metal. Three, yeah, it's got to growl and bark and fart and you know I want to hear it echoing off our field because our field, it the way the sound reverberates in there is amazing with the uh, the tree basically covering all around you. That when you know, even with my regular 700 blades with the 690 blades, when I'm doing some TikToks and stuff, and it's like, bar, 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 you hear it echoing, and it's awesome. Yeah, dude, it's so, part of the experience. Like, you don't yeah. really realize it until someone starts up a nitro plane next to you, and then you're like, oh crap, I can't really hear what's going on. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just, I like that. I like, you know, maybe it's because my little hot riding days were like, you know, when you get a car and you race it, you got to have a loud exhaust. My motorcycle, it's loud. You got to have loud pipes, you know? It's just like that. I, I want to hear this helicopter speak to me. I want it to be loud, you know? I want to turn heads. I think, Kevin, you wrote this in? 
people from the outside outside the USA can now register with the FAA? I saw that on Facebook somewhere. Okay. That's actually good. I mean, how would folks from Canada or overseas in Europe come to US events, you know? Right. If they if if they're you know, the event requires or the government requires that all pilots in the US need to be registered with FAA, so that's actually good that they're allowing that. Um that's all I'm gonna say about that though. That's hmm. the only good. F the FAA <laughs> So yeah. Um and then Chris, I think you wrote this in about MSH. Oh yeah, yeah. Another thing I saw, I think I was browsing Heli Freak. Um MSH, the Protos Max. Yeah. It looks like they're working on a three bladed head and three bladed tail for the uh, Protos nice. Max V two. Yeah, cool. awesome, man. I, I know our line, I think I heard, is working on that, too. Um, that's cool. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I mentioned it before. I don't know if it's it, – I think I thought, like, three-bladed head, it's, it's awesome. I love it, but I kind of felt like it might be, like, a fad. Just that, you know, like, it's it's coming, but it might also go away. That's just not as efficient as two-bladed or, or whatever. But um, I'm kind of glad that these companies are picking that up. And the expense. That was part of your whole reasoning behind right. it was going away. Right. You know, having to replace three blades and mo- normally you have to buy three bladed sets. So what happens if you trash one, you know? But I'll tell you, man, I I like flying the sport and beating on that and then flying the three blade, the three plus and just having fun with that. I, I always say it's like going from the crappy guitar to the good guitar, you know? Right, right. It's, yeah. it's just really cool. You can tell a difference and just makes the experience more enjoyable too. Yeah. It's hard to explain to people when they ask, well, what's this doing? What's that do? Because you're trying to express it. But in helicopters, a lot of it is fluent feel that you feel through the transmitter. And you you as a pilot feel it. Like, you know, my dad's always like, or I'd be talking to my, someone and like, oh, how's that helicopter flying? Like when I fly, like when I used to fly my big scale machines that were 18 to 22 pounds, it's hard to explain. You can feel that in the transmitter. Like when you're flying, I can feel I'm flying a 20-pound brick. Um, so yeah, like right. you said, Kevin, it's it's a cool feeling to go from two blade to three blade. Like it's hard to explain, but mm-hmm. it's it's fun. Uh, right now, I have no three blades anymore. My mm-hmm. <laughs> the the cube's gone. Uh, let's see, Kevin's got my 570 Cal Stacy. Anthony's got my 700 Cal Stacy. <laughs> And my buddy Rod got my 380 Cal Stacy. So I had my phone on the three blade. Uh-huh. It's it's a different feel. It's faster on cyclic around center. But yeah, fixing it, like we talked about earlier, when that Kyle Stacy went in, yeah, it's three blades. It's a little more expensive than two blades. And you can't buy two two sets and have a third one big or a spare because they're all weighted different. Right. I mean, I do that with my Oxy, but you know. <laughs> I'm like this this last crash I had, um, and I'm fixing. I was like, "Oh, yeah, I got a new set, but I have these three mixed match blades." I'm like, "Nah, let me weigh them. Yeah, they're close enough. Let's just put it on there, and it flies. It flies fine. I can't notice a difference." I think we can do anything to our oxy threes, and they'll still fly. They're like <laughs> they're like little they're little tanks that don't give a shit. If yeah, mix and match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh uh, yeah, definitely. Chris, so. did you see a picture that I that I had of the 570 with the orange and black boom canopy? I saw you said you sent it to us of the boom and a canopy you got in the mail. Okay. I, is it on the helicopter? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Did you send a pic with it on the heli? 
with the blades and everything on. You need to send that out. I'm, you're not going with the zeal design I showed you, the one that Heli Direct had? Yeah. Yeah. How's the orange looking person? It's amazing. Like those canopies are like clear coated. It's like 3D mm-hmm. lettering on the. It's just really sweet, man. And that was that Canamod or Fasuno? Canamod, right? That was Canamod. Yeah. Nice. Canamod makes really good stuff, man. All we're the keep, we're keeping them in business. We've all placed it like an order yeah. this week for new for new <laughs> goodies. Yeah, mine I haven't placed in there. Um, I'll kind of talk to I'll talk about it on what's next in your hobby section, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, the Oxy ones that we got, that Anthony kind of, like, did the whole, like, he managed all of it for us. He was like, all right, I'm going to make a canopy order. And, you know, we all kind of, like, said, I want this, I want this, you know. I mean, I still fly that one with my cube, and it's the free RC one, the black, orange, and green one. I, I love that canopy. I think it's awesome, you know. And it, it handles the crash. The green really pops, man, on that. That was a good choice. Yeah. It's it's fun to mix mix, mix and match, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of brings like the heli back to life as as far as visually, right? You know, when you when you have the same like stock canopy as everyone else, that's cool. You know, it's bright colors, it's nice, but you know, you want to give it a little bit of that special your touch, like you know, personalization. Yeah, your your personality, have your personality come through to through the canopy, you know, on your heli. So, what's next for you in the hobby? Uh, let's see, who am I gonna pick first? Bingo wheel spinning, and we have Anthony. Oh, congratulations, Anthony. You get to go first. <laughs> you guys are nuts. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, we're lacking sleep. Yeah. yeah. We're sleep deprived. Yeah, a little. <laughs> <laughs> so what, do you, what was the question? What's new? All right, hobby? Anthony. Thank you for playing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> 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 Uh, Let's see. What's um, next for you in a hobby, Anthony? Yeah. Besides buying more logos? Oh man, shut up! My wife <laughs> walked in the room. <laughs> wife, huh? Yeah. Uh, soon, soon. <laughs> very soon, huh? Well, very soon. Um, what's next? Well, this coming Saturday, I know you guys don't want to hear this, but uh, we actually have a race event. <laughs> 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 for the quads okay it's um it's the actual northeast qualifier yeah multi-gp yep so i'm gonna be doing that on saturday um i'm supposed to be picking up the 690sx so i'll be working on that uh probably throughout the weekend and um that's pretty much it actually i have to like uh Start cleaning up this bedroom that you guys were admiring and talking about today. <laughs> you you got to come out my way, too. Don't forget, we finally bought that cub. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got to gotta head over there. So I was actually thinking about that today. Um, so it's not going to happen within the next two weeks. So hopefully it'll be before our fun flies, so that way we can get to chill before then. Yeah, yeah I've got like every weekend in June booked with something. So we got to figure it out. Even okay. if it's just, it's going to be one day little excursion, but man, it's, this summer is going to get fast and furious quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me know if you, you know, I'll roll up there with you if, if I can, you know, if I don't have anything planned. I'm telling you, boys, five hour drive, you guys all keep each other company, just come up for a few hours, we have fun and head home. That way we get, like you said, we get to hang out and really get to meet each other before 
I'm going to be running around like crazy at your fun flight with the kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll work something out. Kevin, you down? There. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty good idea. It's a nice way to spend uh, a Saturday, in my opinion. Yeah. Good. You know you know what I'm not hearing? I am hearing he's going to build the, you know, the, the uh, 690, but I don't hear him talking about the other two kits that he has sitting in his bedroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> Steve just dropping the dime on you, dude. Yeah. I, I'm o- I'm only one person, guys. Leave me alone. I know, but how long has ha- how long did he have pitch <laughs> for? I was, I was actually gonna drop one off at Chris's so he could put it together for me. You know, he's always itching to do a build. Sure. <laughs> but he's built, yeah, like, he's built like every goblin helicopter like t- two times over now. Not the sport. Not the sport. Oh no. Oh. Yeah. No, I never did a sport. And what yeah. else kit do you have? You have the sport, and what else? I've, I I've done. I, oh my god, I've done too many. Yeah, I've got the sport, the American Sport Edition. Oh, the five hundred. Yeah, yeah. hundred limited edition, right? And the five seventy KSC is here. Oh, you still haven't built that KSC, man. Yeah, man. I uh, should. I should work on that next, right? Just drop it off. I'll work on it. You got the logo to worry about. Dude, I got everything for that thing. I can't believe. Oh, the logo's the logo's built. It's not right? there. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it's not new. It's a it's a kit. I mean, not kit. It's a. It's just a frame. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got it on a good deal. So. Yeah, man. All right. Cool. You guys do these helis like I do Dollar Tree planes, dude. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, only they're a lot more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like like thousands a of dollars. Few more, more zeros. Few more zeros. You know, f- few more uh, tears. You know, coming down when you want it. <laughs> Hey, um, a little off topic. You yeah. said what's next? Um, not this Friday, but next Friday, next weekend, I will be out of commission because on Friday I'm tying the knot with my fiance. Come on, oh. what, are you, what, what are you doing? Congratulations, dude! Getting yeah, married, man. Getting married. Well, well, like destination, or has, have you been planning this like full on yeah. wedding, or are you guys doing it's, something? No, it's, it's it was tough, man. I mean, we were doing we were gonna do something at the church, and her family was gonna come from Brazil because my you know my fiance is from Brazil, right? And uh, there's some family complications, you know, her, her on her on her side from Brazil. So um, we decided to just do something privately at a at a church, and that's it. I mean. We wanted a nice little wedding and everything, but it's, things are just falling apart, you know. So keep it simple, man. It's about the love, not the big party. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're just gonna well. do a little private little ceremony, <laughs> and then uh, and then we're gonna do a uh, celebration dinner. Just invite some friends and family over, and uh, not over, but we uh, booked a, a restaurant. Nice. That's cool. That's nice. Congratulations, dude. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna do something similar because you know my girl's itching to get married, and you know we really can't afford it right now. So game over. Yeah. Game yeah, over. Yeah. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> Dude, I got married in Vegas, man. The wife was like, "Why don't we go out to Vegas every year? Why don't we just get married?" And I'm like, "Yeah, all right." And it's not like you see in the movies. You can't just walk up to a chapel all drunk and stupid. Wait, you can't just go drive through and have Elvis marry you? You can have drive through, yeah, <laughs> and have Elvis marry real. you. But you got to get the your license in order like a couple days beforehand. Right, right, yeah. It was cool, and it was cool because the the chapel was small, and uh, 
they had like internet access and they were like broadcasting our wedding so all the friends and family could just like log in. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, we yeah. did the Bahamas. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Nice. You got anything else or? Nope, that's it, buddy. All right. Well, congratulations on that and thank you. Happy for you yeah. guys, man. Congrats, man. Thanks. Uh, Kevin. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully, I can made in the forty-seven uh, inch project, small project or normal size project this weekend. If we get some decent weather, I think it's supposed to rain on Saturday, but hopefully mm-hmm. Sunday will be all right or something. I don't know. And now uh, hopefully I can get the the purple monster uh, in the air with all its lights and and shit. Nice. The big purple monster. That's big what purple he calls monster. It. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty big. I mean, uh, what is that like sixty inch? When I bring it up on the DX9, it's big purple monster. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, my so God. About, yeah, so it's probably 60 inches. It's the same size as the the ugly stick. Yeah, and, and being foam board, like, I mean, I guess it's nothing compared to your 80-inch, you know, P51, but, you know, <laughs> like, but you fly the crap out of this. Like, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Do the inverted low passes and all that stuff. And yeah. I have a lot of fun with that thing, man. I don't even know what you guys are talking about anymore. Big purple monster and ugly stick. Are you talking about planes or your penis? No, dude. If I was talking about my penis, dude, I'd be broadcasting from the free clinic for crying out loud. That's Big purple tough. monster. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. I'd have some serious problems. Right. I need to go to bed. Chris, are you trying to tell us something? You have a problem? No. <laughs> okay. I just falling into like the RC Heli Nation like zone. Banter, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's talking uh, about New Jersey actually approving gay marriage and whatnot. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's trying to come to Jersey. Oh, man. We'll see some uh. big purple monsters and gay marriage. <laughs> All right, so moving along. Yeah. <laughs> to you, Kevin. Edit. Uh, that's it for me, though. And I hope we can uh, we can get together and I can have some more fun. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, Chris. Yeah, so the 690, uh, logo 690SX V2 should be here probably tomorrow, but I'm not going to open that, not going to do the unboxing or build. My goal is to wait till Wednesday till the logo 480 parts come. I need to get that thing built. I need to test those VTX rotor blades so I can get them off to the next pilot. And then um, still got to get that quarter-scale cub going. After helping, you know, videotape for my buddy this weekend where he made in his uh, – quarter scale uh gasser champ it kind of put fuel under my ass again to get the fire going and my quarter scale is almost ready to go i mean i've got all the equipment in it everything's retrofitted to a modern plane with new mks servos it's got the neo flybarless system i got my my bc my backup guard it's just this engine the engine hasn't run since the 80s and i got tons of compression but i smoked a sullivan starter trying to turn it over i don't know if the plane has too much compression and I'm not running your standard, you know, 93 octane fuel. I don't like the smell of fuel on my hand, so I'm trying to go the Coleman route like I did on the, the helicopter. I don't know if that's a positive or a negative right now, but once it gets warm out, I really just got to pull the airplane out in the yard. Plus, it's got a kill switch, like the old on-off kill switch you'd, you'd wire to ground out to the motor because it's an old. Right. It's got a, it's oh, got man. a magneto on it. It's got it's, it's an old Eager Beaver, you know, 31 or 36 cc engine, so it's got a magneto on it. So I don't know if on is on and off is off because I'm not hearing it fire up. So next nice day, I'm going to pull it out, wheel it out to the yard, 
pull the spark plug off, stick it against the engine head block, and just turn it over by yeah. hand and see if I'm getting spark. I might yeah. be fighting this thing. I might not even have spark. So I need to find out, is a plug good? Am I getting spark? What's the real position for the on-off switch? And then if those three things are good to go and it's still not starting, um, I'm just going to put some fuel in it, use my buddy's fuel mix he's got for the champ, and mm-hmm. I, I want to get this thing going. I mean, I've got plenty of time. Our plane fun fly is not till the end of August. So that's when I really want to fly it for my papa when okay. he comes out to watch it fly. So I've got plenty of time, but, man, after watching John fly his champ this weekend, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, I've got the same plane, but it's a little bit bigger, and it's a cub, and I need to fly it. Yeah, so. man. Nice. So, yeah, so that's, that's it for what I got on the books coming up. Cool. All right, so for me, I'm going to finish working on that charging case. Hopefully I'll get that done soon I, I still have a bunch of flight fest uh planes i need to get ready um uh, so i'll probably try to work on one or two planes every weekend to just fix the tail or the wing on those uh mini guinea and uh, be- uh beaver what is that the uh uh bushwhacker yes uh i'm also working on the fun fly a little bit uh our fun fly i spoke to mike our club president about pilot station guards or fences i want to say yeah you know because basically we we fly our pilot station is like a stick that you just kind of lean your back against um with this being a heli fun fly and being in kind of an open uh event that any member you know anyone who has ama can come and fly um i i wanted to institute a little bit more safety uh, you know with that so so i spoke to him about building you know a little pilot station fences or guards just in case the worst happens right you want to be able to duck behind something and get some kind of protection but dude pvc pipe you're not going to get too much protection from that i mean hey if you hit throttle hold and that blade like hits some whack something once or twice yeah i guess if i get that fencing yeah and it hits that at least right at least it'll get tangled up or it'll um take the nurse out of it you know yeah I mean, let me ask you, Chris, what do you guys do? Um, do you guys have any type of pilot station guards or fences for your pilots? No, I was just trying to search a picture for the heli jam I go to that's mm-hmm. in Phoenix by me. They've got cool, and again, it's not there for safety. It's more or less just to designate a pilot error, but they've got some cool PVC. They're kind of set in like a big triangle. Like if you laid it down on mm-hmm. the ground, it would look like it's a roof to like a doghouse, but it's all, you know, two inch, well, probably inch and a half, inch and three-quarter pvc right just got metal mesh in it and there's hangs that sign from the signs that hang from the the meshing on it that says Uh like station one station two but for our our field we just have the concrete blocks in the ground and then now we've got the fab oh that's what i forgot to tell you guys well you guys know about it but yeah our field just had a fabric runway put in this week so that's going to change things i guess on my side of it when it comes to this fun fly um but what I do is I've just got the Scorpion beach flags. I'll put the Scorpion beach flag at each because we do three pilot stations at our event. Mm-hmm. So I just do the Scorpion beach flags and an SAB beach flag in the middle, and I just put okay. a cone where the pilot stands. So okay. I mean, it, it can be as simple as a cone. When it's not fun fly season, we just have concrete pilot station blocks because we have mm-hmm. five pilot stations in the summer when it's, a, when it's an active, you know, normal field. But, right. you know, the, the fences are nice. But like Kevin said, our fence might stop at 300. Yeah, seven hundred shouldn't be that close. Even if it's pilot error, yeah. what's a piece of PVC and some mesh going to do? It's, it's more or less just to kind of make. It's more to designate an area. See, so 
Flags are cool. Flags are mm-hmm. a simple way. I mean, you know, after listening to RCHN's episode where the guy flew into himself, you know, like that that's kind of become a concern for me. Like I want to make sure we're safe, you know, future events or future just, you know, weekends, right? I want to make sure everyone's safe that comes to the field or at least feels a little safer with having some kind of guard. Now, my idea was having like a PVC, but like actually having like metal fencing or actually having a metal fence with metal posts. But obviously that's a little something a little bit more permanent or, you know, costly too, I would say. But uh, yeah, I mean, we got some ideas. I think anything would be better than nothing. Yeah, I, th- I think I can do like like Chris had a little PVC doghouse, pretty easy. Yeah, forty fives and and some pipe, and I can I can bang out three of those pretty quick. I'll yeah. send you guys a picture. Us, <clears throat> I was just about to go look for it. Hopefully, I don't get kicked off. Yeah, again. Kevin. I mean, definitely, I'll help you out. And you know, we could even probably just bring it, bring the stuff to the field, and like just spend an hour, and we'll have all three of them done or two of them done. I'm yeah, gonna... I can cut everything out and just fit it together, and all, and screw in, you know, the nece- the necessary parts and. Mm-hmm. Just, well, I, I, I want to make it easier for you to transport yeah. with bringing planes and helicopters to the yeah. field too. You know, like I don't want you to fill up your your jeep. You know, with just that. So no, I yeah, I mean, hey, 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 it's a heli fest. It's not a plane fest. No, no, no. I'm saying this is gonna be set up way before. Okay. This is something that Mike actually, when I brought brought it to his attention, he actually was like, "Oh, you know, we've actually been wanting to do this ever since we got this field at Polder Farm." But, you know, things happen and it kind of just lost the steam. Yeah. And basically with this fun fly, I'm reviving that steam to, you know, put it back in, in the in the forefront. So, oh, um, dude, I could build four of them just as easy as three. So, yeah, sure. I just don't know, like, how high would you think? I was thinking like 32 inches, like the height of a desk or something. Yeah, waist level. You know? Yeah, I would say yeah. waist level, you know. Yeah, three feet the most, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. do that. So besides that, I want to uh, finish rebuilding my 380. So I posted a bunch of pics today. Well, not that much. Like maybe like 7 or 10 or 11, something like that. But um, yeah, the build's coming up good. I got that tarot tray, which looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, that looks nice, man. And then I got the X-Nova motor in there, which is awesome. That looks really – I really like the, the red and black. I don't know. I just like that color scheme. And um, I, when I was taking the tail apart, I noticed that um, the tail shaft's a little bent. I was going to say, you noticed the tail bushrod in there? Well, actually, <laughs> I did notice the tail bushrod in there because on the 380, the tail bushrod is in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, so um, the tail shaft is a little bit bent, so I need to oh, replace wow. that. And while I'm at it, I'm going to replace the, the tail feathering or the spindle shaft and the bushings. Just, just rebuild the whole tail kind of. And I think that's why I was getting like a weird play in the tail. Like I can push it in and out of the tail case a little, you know, maybe just by like a millimeter, but it, ha- it did have some play in it. So I think that might be cause of it. And yes, I'm going to be ordering a new canopy from Canomod, a custom canopy. It's going to be my favorite two colors for visibility, which is green and orange. <laughs> So are you my, doing just a canopy or are you doing a boom as well? Oh, I'm doing the whole full set in full carbon fiber. Nice. So the nice. one thing I – the design change – well, it was 75 bucks for fiberglass canopy, uh, fiber, uh, carbon fiber boom. The booms are always carbon fiber on the 380s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then full set 
of carbon, carbon front, carbon tail was ninety bucks. Fifteen bucks difference. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. There's there's no reason not to go with the carbon fiber for me. I, I like the lightweight. I liked on the five seventy how flexible the carbon fiber is compared to the fiberglass on like say my seven hundred. And I feel like it's like I don't I'm I'm less worried about putting stress cracks on it and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the full carbon. The one design change I had, and just for our listeners, you know, but you know the colors. But wherever it says SAB or Goblin or the 380 on top by where the motor is, I want that unpainted. I want the carbon fiber to shine through. Mm. So that's one of the design changes. I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from Canomod to see if they can do that. And as long as they can do that, I'll put the order in. Sorry, babe. Just wanna. I know you listen to. You're starting to listen to this podcast now. <laughs> I promise we'll buy a house and you will get married. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know. I, I did budget a little bit for this, so I should this should be a problem. All right, let's do the wrap up, Kevin. All right. Um, I looked and I saw Montana on the USA map from Podbean, so I think that might be Mr. Dan K. Reed or one of the other four people that live in Montana. So, <laughs> just wanted to say thanks to uh, our listener in Montana or listeners. I think it was two listens actually. Oh, nice. And uh, in countries, I saw two listens from Ireland, and I don't know if I mentioned Ireland or not before. So thank you. Sweet. Nice. Thank you. All right. So we have a total for Facebook likes, 172. We just had a couple from last week, and I'll go over those names. So I just want to give a shout-out to Jeremy Evans, Emmanuel uh, Johans, Johannes. Johannes, sorry. Emmanuel Johannes. And oh, I'm tired. Saman Gardi. Thank you. Saman Gardi. Thank you, guys. And sorry that I'm so tired I could barely pronounce or read names. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. All right. And uh, Kevin, you want to go over to some Facebook comments? Oh, yeah. Facebook comments. Uh, Brian Weller sent us a picture on Facebook. And he's been asking me about my charging case. I send him the STL files. I think I mentioned this last week. Yeah, did um, we mention this last week? Yeah. But no, I just wanted to say that um, I did have more pictures. I posted more pictures on on uh, Instagram. Nice. Uh, so if you want to find out a little more information. And I think it was Frank Mor- Moradellos, uh invited me to an RC charging case group on Facebook, which was really cool, man. As soon oh, as cool. I posted a picture, dude, like... A couple guys were asking me questions about it, and yeah, it's cool. Nice. You can only get like more ideas from from groups like that, so it's awesome, man. So thanks, yeah. man. Cool. And we got some. We got a pop beam shout out, huh? Yeah. Why do I have a feeling this is a phony name? <laughs> <laughs> what? No. At least I mean, don't look at me. I didn't do none this week. Oh, so it's Anthony. Did he do what? this? Is it? Why am I saying this name? <laughs> you do the pop beam shout outs. Oh, do I? Yeah. It's Joe Bajo Panty. <laughs> <laughs> Did, Did I say that, that right? Is that a joke? Is that real? It's Anthony. <laughs> that sounds like a Spanish name for something. Am I right, oh, Anthony, laughing. or what? Yeah. It means I drop panties in Spanish. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to get that tattooed. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are funny, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get serious now with some of these iTunes reviews. 
One of them was by Funkin' Wacky. He titled it, If You Love RC Flight. He says, my best friend Seymour Butts turned me on to this podcast, and I've been listening ever since. That's funny, because I know a Seymour Butts myself. They talk about everything from multi-rotors to fixed wing and have fun doing it. I My only complaint is that Steve has somewhat of an erotic fixation with a pilot named Kyle Stacy. He mentions what? He mentions his what? name so much that if you turned it into a drinking game, you'd have alcohol poisoning by the end of the show. Wait a minute. I've probably mentioned Steve, uh, Kyle's name like, I don't know, maybe once. I like how he says in a couple episodes. Steve has somewhat of an erotic fixation with, yeah. a, with a pilot named Kyle, like just not with with Kyle Stacy. It's with a pilot named Kyle Stacy. Yeah, I, I I think this is bullshit. Five stars. Thank you for the five stars, but I think it's a bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you only think it's bullshit because they talked about you, man. Well, the, well no, because more butts. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, even regardless, see more butts. I mean, hey, maybe this guy likes a porn star a lot. I don't know, whatever. But what is multi rotors and fixed wing? That's all. No, I'm, I'm sorry. We talk more about helicopters and fixed wing than anything else. This does. Nah, nah. This this sounds fishy. They talk about everything from multi-rotors to fixed wings, so maybe he's just including everything in the middle, which is helicopters, and um, I don't sorry, know what helicopter's else. Helicopters not in the middle. It's on top. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, we're just getting stupid right now. All right, so we have another review from a guy named Kashmir. Okay, I recognize this last name. I know this one's for real. Uh, he titled it one of my top three which is awesome, dude. Uh, nice. He says, I started listening because I was looking for some RC podcasts. I found Free Fall and enjoyed it from the start. These guys have good guests on. I don't fly helicopters, so when they talk about helicopters, I get a little lost. But they talk about other things enough to keep me coming back. This is definitely one that I look forward to listening to. Like I said, it's my top three. It's in my top three. Keep up the good work. Awesome. Thanks. Five stars. Thanks, dude. Here. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys, for taking the time to write us, whether you're yeah. fictitious or not. Thanks for giving <laughs> us the uh I, I the gotta reviews. know, man. I gotta know. Funky funking wacky. That's uh, that's gotta be fake. You think? <laughs> I know. You know it's not me because I would have named it Funkin' Wagnalls and nobody would have understood what I was talking about. Like Wagnall engines or no, Funkin' Wagnalls. They they oh. made encyclopedias back before Google and the internet. And on that note. <laughs> also, if you're in the central New Jersey area, come join us on June 25th, Saturday, at 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. for our Freefall RC HeliFest 2016, presented by Tri-County RC Club of New Jersey. Spectators are free. You can come. Uh, we're going to have, you know, member pilots, non-members can come and fly. We are expecting to have a pilot's meet around 10 a.m. You do need a valid AMA to fly, and there is a landing fee. For registration and more info, please visit our club website at www.tcrcnj. We're located at 306 Old George Road, North Brunswick, 08902. If you have a a helicopter, so yeah, if you're if you have a helicopter or you're interested in watching some helicopters do some insane things, come join us. Or you just want to come out and say how much we suck. That too. I hate the podcast, but I but I can't stop listening. <laughs> if you want to meet, you know, Kevin and myself, Steve. 
And Chris Reiber will be there too, so you get to meet him too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So definitely come out and join us. Hmm. All right. So, yeah, drop us an iTunes review and we'll review it on the next episode. Uh, you can email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash podcast. Don't forget to check our website. Chris puts a lot of work into it, freefallrcpodcast.com. And our forums are on flight test forums, audio and video production, other than flight test podcast, free4rc podcast. Uh, Chris, Anthony, you want to give some info? Yeah, Anthony, you can go first. Sure. Uh, I can be reached at anthonygarcia77 at msn.com. Make sure you use the subject line Mikado Fanboy. Oh. (laughs) 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 Give it a month, Anthony. We'll see what happens to the boys. Don't hate. Participate. (laughs) We're very persuasive, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you guys can catch me. uh, Go to my website, 3dandscalerchelicopters.com, or you can email me, 3dandscalerchelicopters at gmail.com. So I want to thank all our listeners, and thanks, Chris and Anthony, for taking the time to be on the show. Thanks, Nick, for running our flight test website. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome, man. So free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Thank see you. ya. See ya. Adios. Adios, amigos. Dude, you know I'm having another blooper reel at the end of this one. For, yeah. which, for which part? The one part where you were screwing Krevin. up my name. All right, Krevin. Krevin. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Yo, man. I was like, eh, wrap it up, Chris. Oh, wait. Oh, Chris. <laughs> you boys see I uh, stuff in the website last night? Yeah. What did, what did you add exactly? I know the, the flies up there now. And then, but I know you posted about the, the contact page. Hey, Chris. Pass, pass. Yo. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Um, I totally fucked up in the beginning. I just need to add a clip so that Kevin could edit it before it gets too far in the episode. Oh. Yeah. And because it wasn't written down, I didn't read it. Oy. So if you scroll up, you'll see what I forgot. <laughs> so, yeah, let's just add this real quick in there. Um, returning friend Anthony. This is episode 22, sponsorship. Sponsorship? Yeah, sponsorship. We're talking about sponsors and being sponsored and sponsorship. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's let's clip that in there before I forget. Do you want to do it again where you're not laughing? Okay, let's try it again. Uh, returning friend, Anthony. This is episode 22, sponsorship. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, sorry about that. I just didn't want to get too far in it, and he would have to, like, find a clip really far deep in there. So, all right. So, yeah, Chris, you could just go right from Anthony's last thing. All right. All right. So let's uh, let's go through the wrap-up, uh, Kevin. Sorry. Bleh. All uh, right. Wait, let's do let's... that over. <laughs> all right. Let's go through the wrap-up, Kevin. <laughs> You said Krevin. We did it over and you're still screwed. Yeah, dude, I'm tired, man. All right. right. Let's do it one more time. All right. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be a blooper reel. Uh.